What's good, everybody? Yo, we're live. I hope you're ready for another week. Should I play that? Yo, we got the crew in today, and we got a special guest. We got we got Rod over here. I'm gonna start with Rod this time. Yo, Rod, what's good? Yeah, James. Yes. Yeah. See, that makes no sense. All right, chat. Thanks, thanks for shouting that out because it would have been awkward. How, how's everything going? Is it is you guys here? You hear everybody? Did that fix it? They're saying wow, lol. We can hear him now. There we go. Good to go. Thank you. Man. Thank you. Shout out to the people in the chat. And I, I thank you guys because we would have went all episode without hearing <laughs> the, everyone. It just would have been me like this sitting here saying things randomly and like, yeah, yeah. you know what? That was a really good point, guys. And people listening were like, yo, what was what a point? good point? Exactly. So definite shout out. And then shout out to our mod, Subject T. I got to do better with <laughs> trying to figure out when you yeah you definitely sent me a bunch of messages i yeah i know where to look now i know where to look it's all good <laughs> but all fixed we're good to go we're here let's go ahead and just jump into our uh our uh, what you've been playing section so this week james what you've been playing so I'm, I'm still on assassin's creed odyssey i've uh finished up what i think is the main storyline but i feel like i'm still missing a part but um mm. Cause I know there's supposed to be a bit more of a um, mythological aspect to the game. I haven't quite hit yet, but I've taken out the uh, the cult, which are like the Templars in this game, which is pretty cool. And I've resolved pretty much the main conflict with the uh, my sibling, so that's good too. But um, I'm just like, really enjoying it. I don't know what it is about it. it's like drawing me in, but I spent all weekend just nothing but Assassin's Creed. Okay, cause I was gonna ask. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is supposed to be like a massive game like that's the main yeah. reason why i haven't even touched it yet so like how how much time do you feel like you do you, i mean do you know how long you've been playing it or you have like a estimate i'm pretty sure i've crossed 90 at this point God, I when, I picked the back, when i picked it back up i was at 65. Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm pretty sure i'm like post 90 at this point i still haven't seen everything and i still have dlc i have to do oh so. my god yeah, that is, that is daunting. <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing, though. Like, it's not like intimidating. It's a lot, but it, like it's uh -huh. easily digestible, at least for okay. me. So, so it's not like a like out of obligation of like, okay, I've started this long ass game. I need to complete it. It's like, no, I'm actually having a lot of fun with this. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it gets to an obligation, I'm not gonna finish it. Right. I just know me. So that's, that's a really good point because that's like a, a number of games that I've played. Like it just it gets to a point where I'm like, yo, like. Why am I even doing this quest? Like, is it is it that serious? Can't I just go home and relax? So, yeah, if it feels like if it, if it feels like a chore, yeah, I'm not I'm not for it. And I think that's just part of the appeal that the game is so big that there's so many different things you can do, so many different experiences and quests and locations. And at this and like at a certain point, I was just curious to see what else they had out here because the map is so huge. Mm -hmm. So it makes things like doing the viewpoints not so boring and i think that the whole climbing mechanic now is a lot it opens up the map so verticality is not so rigid right so like it rewards you for exploring so mm -hmm. I, I think it just helps make everything a bit easier to do even though there's a yeah. lot to do yeah speaking of uh of, of gameplay process like i'm actually curious like how you have played this game like in terms of have, have you been going like hey i'm just gonna mainline through the story maybe i'm gonna come across a few side quests and do those are you like a tower guy like you try to do all the tower stuff like like how are you like kind of progressing usually i am a kind of just follow my adhd and just see where it takes me 
Um, be, I feel like that could be really dangerous in a game like this. It was like can. a billion yeah. things on the map. And that's why I was so, that's why I was like 65 hours deep when I came back to it. Yeah. If I had just sat down and focused on the story, which is what I did for this time coming back, because I wanted more yeah. to talk about, it was, um, it wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. And then a lot of the map had already been opened up too, so fast travel makes that a lot easier. Right, right. Yeah. I think at some point I'm going to, I have, I think I have Origins uh, downloaded on PC. So at some point when I have time to play it, which people are like, oh, you know, Corona, <laughs> you have time now. Yeah. Listen, I I have this podcast to run. Um, I'm, one of the games I'm going to talk about this week has, like, eaten up a majority of my time. Uh, so, you know, it could wait. It could wait. It, I, we still have, what, until September or something like that for uh, Valhalla to come You're out? In LA, you got, like, three months. Yeah, and then, honestly, I, you know, Valhalla isn't, is not going to be a game that I'm going to pick up day one. And I say that, I'll probably reorder it and pick it up day one. But it, it really, I don't know, it really depends. I mean, the game looks cool. It looks like they've changed. And, and me, I mean, of course, let me ask you this. The last Assassin's Creed I've really, like, played and finished was, um, was it Black, that finished Black Flag? I vaguely remember, so I don't even think I finished Black Flag. So three. At this point, three is, like, the last one I actually played. It's, it's at this point, like, the franchise is different. It doesn't play like that anymore, right? Right, no, it's correct. Absolutely. It still has a bit of that feel, like the traversal of up and down and all that stuff. It feels mm-hmm. kind of similar. But besides that, like, there's no hidden blade in this game. Right. Oh, wow. I, yeah, there's no... I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Does it, yeah, does it work? Mean, yeah, it's a good replacement. I like what they chose for this. It, it fits in with the setting, so it was good. A good choice for me, anyway. Yeah, I, somewhere Subject T is probably gonna sharpen her knives after I say this, but you know, but but fuck it, man. Like, like this this the series does not feel like it's very stealthy anymore. Like, I the the approach can work, and the game definitely can does say like at multiple points, like, hey, yeah, you can do this. I'm speaking as someone who played Origins, not Odyssey, by the way. But um, you know, the it, this is more RPG centric. We've I think we've mentioned that the past few times that we brought this game up. Um, but it, it's definitely RPG-like in a lot of ways, and you can get away with a lot more just straight-up combat, um, you know, in a lot of encounters. It might not be advantageous in, all the time, but, like, it, you can get away with it a hell of a lot more than you could in, like, you know, 3 and Black Flag and those kind of things. Okay. Early game sense, I would agree with you on that, but by the time you hit late game, there's so much flexibility with your skill points and the gear you have that you can play pretty much however you want, whenever you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. That's part of what's helped me through it too. It's just like I don't get bored. Right, right. That's that's interesting. So, have, so did you jump straight into Odyssey, or did you like? Did you play Origins as well? That's my big. I, I, asked, I asked. Oh, you didn't. Okay, because that's my big big question. Like between the two, which one should I jump into? I think the consensus at this point is to jump into Origins. So I may be happy with just that part. But I mean, you know, like on a, I feel like so, they, they play pretty similarly. Yeah. From what I've seen. Yeah, whichever setting you like more, I, that's what I think you should do, honestly. Okay. You can't really go wrong. Both of them are, are probably pretty good games. Um, James has played Odyssey. He says it's pretty good. I played Origins. I think it's pretty good. Um, so, yeah. I, I think Bayek is... I mean, James, you could probably speak to this as well, uh, but I found, I, found, I found Bayek as a character like to be probably the most interesting since Ezio. And Ezio-like, but I would say even kind of in a different lane. Like Ezio was definitely like a character. He wasn't like kind of faceless like Altair or Connor. I think that was a dude's name. Um, like 
Bayek is definitely like his own dude. He has like a, a backstory that is that fit. It's interesting. There's a point where you you understand like why he's doing what he's doing very early on, and it's like, oh, holy shit! I actually might want to see the end of this like 40, 50 hour game. So that's pretty cool. Same thing with uh, Cassandra and Alexios on this one. I I think the narrative reason for doing what you're doing is perfect. It's strong. It gives you a reason to go after it as people that aren't the Templars, because like they've been messing with your life since you were a kid. So it's deep seated. But it works. It's really good. I enjoyed it. I think it opens up room for character, even though it gives you that um, ability to choose how you want to resolve things. It still seems like it's done in a way that they would do it as that character. I mean, that seems that seems cool. I think like you're like uh, I think Roddy said it. Um, it really falls down to what setting I like, and I think you know the whole Egyptian setting. That that just it you know, that seems a little bit better mm-hmm. to me. So. Mm-hmm. I think I think I'm yeah. I think at some point I might jump into it and then of course you know I I just finished the game so it sort of opens up that window but geez 90 hours that's that's something else and but here's the thing once I once I talk about the game that I'm playing you guys are gonna be like yo Chris you fucking hypocrite what are you talking about but we're gonna get to that in a minute uh James you got anything else you want to say about uh, Odyssey play Odyssey that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lola Kitty, what you got? What you been playing? Uh, don't judge me, but I've been really, really hooked on Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> right? Oh, no. go. Yes! That's why we got you on the show. That's exactly why we got you on the show. I knew it. I, this, and this, is, this isn't even planned. I didn't know that what she was playing. Yo, the chat's already saying it now. The, the chat's like, yo, oh, wow. Lord have mercy. Yes. Yes, I mean, this is why we're cool. This is why we're cool. I'm, all right, we'll, 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 we'll hear you out. What's up? What's what's going on with Sonic Adventure 2? Is this, is this like a first time thing or is this like a nostalgic trip or what's going on? Nostalgic trip, definitely. Um, okay. I played it when I was younger. I played a Sonic Adventure Battle 2 that was on mm. GameCube, but I have a mm-hmm. PS4 now, so Sonic Adventure 2 is on the PS Now store. So I was like, you know, I want to go back and relive those moments. I can't agree. Mm-hmm. The controls suck. Like... <laughs> I'm mm. sorry, y'all. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. <laughs> that, that's fair. I think we I think we all uh, we all like, agree on that. The camera's terrible, but like the overall experience, and mm-hmm. I'm very much so hooked on Child Garden. It's just it it's mm-hmm. like everything I would want in a Sonic game, and they don't make them like that anymore. So you know. Yeah, they don't. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Right, are you okay over there? <laughs> no, I mean, look, hey, I, I'll say this. I think the Knuckles music still slaps to this day. I do. The whole I think. soundtrack is fire. It's, it's, it's pretty, I, I, will, I will say that. I, I would concede to that point. Like, the soundtrack is pretty good. City Escape, all right. It's pretty good, guys. I would even say that that whole level is legitimately pretty okay like it's it's pretty okay pretty okay it's, it's pretty iconic. okay it's <laughs> iconic what do you mean i really enjoyed it when i was a kid like no bullshit i really loved sonic adventure one and two i even liked sonic shuffle like uh back then did you guys ever play that by the way wait which one sonic no. shuffle oh that's like the that was game boy advance right no or, no yeah. that was the dreamcast that was that was the mario oh. party ripoff that they did 
Did I just oh, dream that? Oh, wow. No, that, I think that, was, yeah, that was definitely a thing. That was definitely a thing. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. So I, I I really loved, you know, all those games, like, growing up. Um, and I, it wasn't until... <laughs> It wasn't until I bought the remakes on later in life and I played through them. I was like, oh, damn. Um, yeah. Damn. So, but I mean, look, it, they tried something different and it was like Sega really, really going for the 3D. And I mean, look, those games are fast, right? Like Sonic got to go fast. That's the thing. Um, Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I, they, it went fast. That's what I could say. Um, yeah. So so, Child Garden's so, cool. Yeah, so I was gonna say, so Lewis, with, with Child Garden, are you like taking it like seriously? Are you trying to build like the best Chow? Like, what, what are you doing with that? Um. Well, currently, I'm just trying to get like they won't grow. I feel like I've done spent like 60 hours. I feel <laughs> in Child Garden, and they have not grown. But I do have like I have a white Chow. I'm going to make like you know a hero Chow and then a dark chow and a, um, mm. a neutral. I was trying to gonna unlock them all and then I was gonna start creating like the unique r- rare ones that you see on like Google mm. and shit. Did you, uh, is that the one, is Sonic Adventure 2 the one where you can race them or something? Yeah. yeah. I won a few oh, races. Yeah. I feel proud of my babies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I accidentally yeah, threw mine every now and then and they were pissed. Um, <laughs> See, it was an accident, do, I promise. You can't, you can't do that. You can't be a bad pot- parent to the child. <laughs> they, listen, you, you treat them right, you raise them well, and then you'll be able to go to the black market and you know have them beat people up in corners and then race, win illegal street races. <laughs> right, win right. Some... Raise them right. Exactly. Yeah. Like Pokemon training. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. So, and here's the thing. So, this is something that we, we've talked about numerous times on the show about Sonic Adventure 2. In particular, the Chow Garden. How much money would you pay for them to just take, like, the whole Chow Garden aspect out and make it its own, like, mobile game? Like, would you, how much money would you pump into that? Oh, my gosh. Um, like, an actual game? I would say, like, nineteen ninety nine, Like, 20 bucks, I would pay for that. But if mm-hmm. you say a mobile game, then I would say, like... Yeah. Five ninety nine. I'll be good with a five ninety nine mobile game. But right, like, so, so, so here's yeah. the thing. So, so, so paint this picture. So, okay. we're gonna start. We're gonna start off this game. It's free to play. Free to just download. We can get a bunch of people in. But of course, mm-hmm. you have your microtransactions. At that yeah. point, and like microtransactions on like uh, different things, like, like clothing to customize your your chow. Um, mm-hmm. If you wanted to like, see, I'm against boosting, but at the mm-hmm. same time, if I could pay for it, I might as well just do it. Right. Like, how much money at that point, if it was free to play, would you buy costumes and stuff like that? Yeah, I would be that person. I have to have my child looking a certain way, and I might pay to boost too. I'm not gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna be completely loyal to the to the grind, but you know. <laughs> Once again, Sega of America, somebody clip this. We will pay cash money for a child garden game. <laughs> Give it to the people. We want it. We need it. Yes. What? All right, but uh, <laughs> back back to the main game. Like, are you like how far are you into the story? Are you um? And here's the real question: Which side did you do first? Did you do hero or dark? I did dark. That's just me personally. But I did start on hero as well. But I'm more farther along in the dark story. I'm more with like shadow and stuff right now mm-hmm. than in the hero story. All right, so that's that's the same way I play. Like I, I usually start off, and, I, and it's dumb. I usually start off uh, with dark, not only because yeah, you know, you got shadow and everything, but because I'm like, oh, 
you know, story wise or you know, timeline wise, actually starts with the dark story. So I'm I'm that yeah. moron that that does it that way. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, Sonic Adventure Two, a game that no matter how hard I try, will forever come up on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, never does. Never, yeah. So, um, besides that, I know we've been streaming some games every now and then. Um, you want to talk about that? I mean, if you want to, oh, yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk about it. So, um, last stream that we did together, we started playing Diablo three. So, yeah, let's, yeah. So, how, how do you feel about that whole experience? Just jumping back into Diablo three because it's been a minute for you too, right? Yeah. Um, I had first bought Diablo three a few years ago. I think about two or three so i played it like heavily like grinding character got all the way up and then i guess i got tired of the grinding eventually mm-hmm. and like the hack and slash games like it's just the same thing over and over again the dungeons sometimes get repetitive so i kind of like ah fell off through the game away so i just picked it back up and um we both created seasonal characters so we're starting from level one and going straight into it, we are using all of our um cosmetics that we did earn. I don't know mm-hmm. how we earned those, but we started off with like wings and all that groovy shit. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I had what, bandied uh, what, items what, that I I had no what, idea what, I had. What class are you guys? Um, I'm a witch doctor. Witch doctor. Oh, nice. Okay. So this is me jumping back into the game after like i think the last time i I think my save file said the last time i played this was 2018 so you know i had like i had a monk i had a wizard um i could have sworn i played as a uh are they called no crusaders right that's the class right yeah yeah so instead of you know playing as a character i already played as you know since Mm -hmm. then they've released the um necromancer and Mm -hmm. when i say the necromancer is so much fun. So, <laughs> so imagine like it's to the point where like imagine like being like a uh, a gang leader and like summoning your gang members and then like having like sicking them on people while you just stand back and just sort of like just enjoy it all, take it all in. That's exactly what it's like playing as a necromancer. Like to the point where like it's like a boss would show up on the screen. I'd i and like at this point I have some of my abilities now. Um. At this point, like, I, I bring up the skeletons, and then I bring up, like, the, the little ghost people, and, like, they all run in, and, like, it's literally, like, just watching someone get jumped. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I don't know what it is. Like, it's, it's some, there's some, of course, I'm not condoning violence, guys, but there's something about seeing someone get jumped that's just really funny. Like, in a video well, game, yeah, put, put, it's just... <laughs> put, put that on the back of the Diablo 3 box. <laughs> <laughs> it's just i don't know it's oh, it's it's cool like it's and like i think we um we started on normal and then once i started getting like the summons i was like yeah we gotta up this difficulty because this is way too easy so i think we upped it to hard and then i started getting more abilities and it's just a fun time like it, it really felt good yeah diablo 3 is great i love that yeah. game it's been yeah. a while so that's, that's definitely be a game that you know that's gonna stay in rotation on the streams um what console oh. or what system? Oh, PS4. Okay, yeah. got it. No. Yeah, but besides that, anything else? What else you got, Lola? Oh, um, yeah. last but not least, I've been, I bought into it. I bought Final Fantasy VII remake. 
So okay. I started it and um well I got hammered the first time. So I am gonna go back and replay the beginning again because <laughs> dear God, it was so terrible for me. And I didn't play 15, so I'm not used to the new mm. uh style of play at all. So I downloaded 15 like yesterday. So I'm gonna play that first and then I'm gonna go back and play seven just so I can like not die as much. But it was really, really fun, and I, I'm enjoying the story so far. Did, have you played the original seven? I started when I was younger, but mm -hmm. I, don't, I didn't finish it, so I really don't remember much of it at all. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty friendly, I feel like, to people who are new to it. Um, so it doesn't, like, really pander to, to, like, you know, original fans, which is nice. Like, it's nice when a game can, can do that. Um, but yeah, I think once you get used to it, I think you will really, really enjoy it for sure. It's a good game. Yep. So let me ask, when you said you, you got pounded, was it, um, were you playing, I guess that's like the, the intro mission, like that, uh, pink boss? Yeah. So don't feel, don't feel bad because a lot of people that are like getting adjusted to the game, I think that's like a... It's like a, a a point where the game sort of forces you to learn the best way of playing, which is swapping between characters and positioning. Like that game is all about positioning, being in the right place, and then just bouncing back between characters. Um, I know for me, it took me until like halfway through the game to realize that Barrett was pretty much the tank. So anytime I saw the boss like trying to charge up a move or, you know, doing something stupid, I like all right, I swapped Barrett so he could tank this hit, and then I'll swap back to someone else yeah so, yeah so it's all it's all about just you know changing your perspective um and just you know embracing the mechanics of the game but as like a first time or not first time but as a person that's sort of jumping into the lore are you liking the story or anything at this point i know it's fairly early yeah it's really early but so far i'm kind of catching on what's going on mm -hmm. um like with the whole reactor situation and mm -hmm. all the breaking in and whatnot so i i think the stories i i'm pretty y'all played it so y'all know the story is where it's gonna go the twists and turns and all that but i'm actually i'm really excited for it so yeah that's good i mean this it's a yeah. good game it's definitely a good game yeah i think the thing that one of the things that, that it does really well and the reason why it's able to capture so many people um is because the voice direction is just so good um and and the visuals are amazing like i mean the, and yeah. the characters are just so likable the writing is also pretty good too um that it's easy to latch on to that aspect of it like even if like you find yourself not caring for like the overall like overarching story because there's a lot of like padding in there and i think these guys i think enjoyed the moment to moment story uh, more than i did but what but what kept me going was was really the character um mm. And, and watching their journey like from beginning to end and, and just kind of, you know, hoping everybody makes it out and seeing what's what all is going to happen next. Like, you know, I I really enjoyed that part of it. I think it's the strongest aspect, to be honest, outside of the music. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Hey, Rod, so you talk about characters. You want to explain why your favorite character in the game is Barrett? Okay, you stop that. You stop that right now. I will not have it. <laughs> I will not have it on this podcast. What's no, wrong with I... Barrett? <laughs> yeah, Rod, what's wrong We're... with Barrett? We are not going on this path again, man. We are not doing it. We, 
we did this before. I I have problems with Barrett. Barrett does not get better. Uh, he is offensive <laughs> to me. Um, and you know, I was hoping that Square Enix would. Uh, you know, it's it's 2020. You know, it we have progressed as a society. You know, as as humans, hopefully, we don't we don't have to portray. You know, they don't gotta do my people like that, man. You don't gotta do them like that. I just I don't like it. I agree. I thought the same thing. Oh, thank you. Character. When his character was first introduced, I was like, who is this? Like, who, like, Uncle Ruckus. He kind of gave me, like, Uncle Ruckus. Vibes. I was like, <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Thank you. Okay, single-handedly, best guess we've ever had. Thank you. Wrap it up. We're, we're done here. <laughs> Yo, you know, Uncle I had Ruckus, these guys not jump Uncle on me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude is, I was so, so the thing He's about it is. his daughter, man, chill. <laughs> yes. His like one redeeming quality. Like he has a few good moments like in the story. So it's right. like, it's weird because like, I, I don't hate him as a character. I hate how they portray him though. Because I yeah. know there were not black people in the room when they were making that character. There could not have been. I refuse to believe it. Yeah, um, I, I feel like so, there yeah, was one but like he might he might have just gotten the job and he's like i want to say something but i like i like this paycheck so i'm not really I sure check, right? i need this check <laughs> i'm feeling that for my yeah. minute it'll come and go no one will think anything of it <laughs> no one's gonna hate this <laughs> but yeah yeah final fantasy man good times and you said you downloaded you said you said you downloaded 14 right Yes. Or fifteen. It was fifteen. Fifteen. 15. Yeah. Have you played fifteen? I have never played fifteen, so mm. this is going to be mm. completely wild. I just wanted to see the cool K-pop band, you know, drive around in a nice mm. car and, you know, kill demons. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> a lot of that, so you'll like. I think you'll enjoy it for sure. Uh, the combat is really great, so it if is. you're into it for that, for sure, yeah, you'll you'll enjoy it. So I like on my stream we. Um, I think while I was playing Star Wars, I had someone jump in the chat. Like, just the, com the conversation of Final Fantasy popped up. And she asked, um, like, you know, she's never played them before. What's a good game to sort of jump into? And the topic of 15 came up. Uh, 15, I feel like, is a... I'd, I'd tell someone to play 15 before playing this one. Because mm -hmm. I feel like 7 takes a lot of, like, the... Um, pretty much it takes, like, the mechanics that they're trying to do with 15 and just amplify it like they I feel like seven um seven is more of a hybrid action rpg while uh 15 they pretty much stayed along the lines of like an action game but still really good though um i'd, I'd like I'd, I'd recommend 15 to people that are just jumping in how to check yeah. it out i haven't finished it I played like the opening hour or so. That's about it. And it's slow. Mm -hmm. Opening hour of 15 is pretty slow. But once you get into it, um, things start picking up. And like, honestly, now is a really good time to play it because not only they've, um, I think the biggest thing when the game launched was like the ending was pretty weird or wasn't really clear. So I remember they had, they like re like they did an update and added a better ending or sort of fixed one of the ending chapters. Um, they added more context. Added yeah. more context. And then you have all the DLC that came out. So if you bought like the Royal Edition and you have like the, you know, episode uh, uh, Gladius, uh, was it Prompto and um, 
Ignis. Ignis. Or, yeah. Like the, their DLCs take place during the main game. So if you want to, if you want to like play the game like uh, you know, through like the correct timeline, once certain characters disappear, you could actually play those DLCs and sort of get the context right. of what's happening. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I messed up. I. I'm sorry. Go ahead, James. I was gonna say, can they like level up in their DLC and then come back to the party with that experience? No. Does it work I, that way? I'm trying to remember. I think because it's, it's been so long, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I do remember. Yeah. I do remember getting like items from the DLC mm. into the main game, but like the okay. level does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the level is different. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I messed up and I played it when it first came out and it was like it's it's very clearly like at, it was an incomplete game basically like you could tell um, from like the three fourths like area of that story onward to the end like it was it there were so many gaps like logic gaps story beats totally missing like Chris said literally characters disappearing and then coming back later saying like oh yeah you know this and this happened to me um okay um for no reason and so it yeah it made everything kind of kind of dampened the the rest of the story but now that it's all been fleshed out yeah i totally agree with you and i hadn't considered it like that this this really is the best time to play that game and maybe yeah, i should and, go back and, and i think like that. the biggest change that i loved is that um and they like if you played like the original game you weren't able to swap to the other party members and they updated it where now you can so huge difference uh being able to play as other party members Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of like outside lore and movies and stuff like that. Does that need to be like consumed before I start the game or before it's, you would recommend playing it? Or? It's recommended. I'd, I'd say uh, like because it's it's like and it's like these short anime uh, shorts. So like well, episodes. I think. I think about the movie too. I think you talking about the movie. Like, yeah, the movie too. too. Completely forgot about that movie, but. I'd watch yeah. it. It, it. If you want like the like the backstory on like the lore of the game, um, mm -hmm. watch watch the anime because the anime is uh is geared towards the main characters, and then the mm -hmm. movie is geared towards the king. Yeah, okay. it's it it's literally the game starts with a certain event in like at, at the very beginning of of fifteen. It it starts with a specific event, and the movie King's Glaive, I think it's called, is like it tells you what that event is. Now, I don't think that's necessarily good storytelling because like that should be in the fucking game. But you know, like in the movie, <laughs> sucks. Like let's not make any bones about it. The movie's not good. But like, okay, that's do, what I want to know. If if you if you want to, under, I mean, I do agree with Chris. Like if you do want to understand like. Like literally all the context with like what's happening in the very beginning then you should watch it but i i mean i watched it and i didn't really i didn't really like it all that much um it didn't even have like the action that uh what's it called um advent children kind of had like that the advent children sort of boosted that um like the action scenes the visuals that kind of boosted that that movie for me um whereas normally i'd be like dude what what the hell but but um, Kingsglaive, I don't know, man. The anime stuff is like five minutes, I think. Yeah. Right, Chris? Yeah. It's so, short. yeah, digestible. Um, so I guess it's your mileage may vary. Okay. Oh, I, think, I think if you really want to get like the whole package, go ahead. And I'm, I'm pretty sure like the movie you can find like anywhere now. Not, not, really? condoning, oh, yeah. not condoning piracy or whatever. I'm pretty sure. It's <laughs> streaming somewhere. Yeah, streaming somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, you Netflix. said that the series is on YouTube, right? Yeah, so the anime is on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> yep. 
yeah i mean good time to jump into that so rod what you been playing man uh it has been a very sony first party like week for me i've been doing a lot of that this week and but i wanted to start off with something that i watched actually because uh i was surprised so i watched uh raising kratos the which is the the god of war or making of god of war documentary the the 2018 god of war um i avoided watching this for i think a whole year i think it's been out since like april of 2019 um but i just i didn't watch it because i was like eh, this is like almost two hours it's by it's like literally by sony so like it's probably gonna be some puff piece like i'm not really super interested in that but um I obviously in quarantine, super bored. So I'm like, okay, let's uh, let's check this thing out. And um, I was very wrong about this. Like, this is really, really great. Um, and I, honestly, I would say that anyone who's interested in video games at all should probably check this out. Um, and I say that for a few reasons. And I think chief among them is that this documentary really highlights um, what it means to kind of make a triple a video game in today's climate um in an age where like crunch is a very real thing um it takes many years and and multiple millions of dollars to to fund these things that we enjoy for like 10 20 hours a lot of times um and it takes a very it takes a very physical uh, and emotional and mental toll on a lot of these people and it's something that we talk about on the show quite often um and it's something i was genuinely shocked that was even they even had in here especially because again this was something you know funded by playstation um so you would think that they were trying to just kind of like put a the best image out there but no they don't shy away from any of that stuff um and there are several very candid moments uh that that hit like really, really hard. You're not going to get like a sort of like um, in-depth, like, okay, this is why we chose like this character design or anything like that that you might get in like a Blu-ray special feature or something like that. But it is more of a, it's more of a um, overview, a, a, a kind of a flyover state of like, its conception, actually starting from the scrapped project from Santa Monica, which was like Sector 7 or something like that some code name uh, that actually looked really cool totally got scrapped they had to uh, like assimilate the team um it was a real it was a real shit show for a while um, but then they turned it around cory barlog came with like this cool idea for the next god of war and it kind of just chronicles that journey um, all the way up to pretty much like the victory lap that they got to do when on its release from like selling what three million copies in three days or something ridiculous like that winning game of the year all that stuff um so yeah Awesome documentary. Highly, highly recommend anybody interested in games. Check that thing out for sure. Um, and so as far as things I actually played, I completed a playthrough of Last of Us, uh, the original, obviously, um, and with Left Behind, the DLC, on the PlayStation 4. So that was the remaster version. And yeah, you know, still, still a good game. You know, um, that is my third time playing through this. And it, it struck me even more so, I think, on this third go-round that, you know, that, that game, I think, has great writing and characters that I think compare to 
you know tv and film and i do not say that lightly i'm i'm someone who thinks that like for the most part like video game stories are serviceable at best and not necessarily things that typically achieve greatness i think that we do get those from time to time um i think outer wilds uh i think of near automata um you know there are things that do achieve those heights but i don't i think those are the exceptions rather than norms and uh last of us is definitely one of those i think top tier like it's it's not even that necessarily like the moment to moment is just like some exquisite like thing it's that there's care um given to all of the characters that you spend 10 15 hours with it's with joel it's with ellie it's with tess it's with henry and sam uh, it's with bill um you know there's a diversity in the game that is subtle but like it's just accepted and it's just lived in and i really appreciate that um so yeah it, it, it's a fantastic journey i can't wait to see what these guys do with two um i was in one of the ones that, who was initially bummed that uh, that they were even doing a second one because i think this game literally might have the most perfect ending like a video game has ever had um and it it, it didn't need a sequel quite frankly but the fact that we're getting one is is it, it very it's driving my curiosity like i'm i'm fascinated to know like what did neil Druckmann have to say with this one for sure um so yeah like i mean are you guys going through a last of us playthrough at any point nah. i've been thinking about it i feel like it? Okay. i feel like my memory for the game like serves enough justice where i sort of want to keep it that way i got Right. No, we talk about sign conventions too, but the the memory of that <laughs> I, that I had about that game, like as a child, going back and replaying it, like it's not saying that Last of Us is like a sign adventure too, but like some things right. you just don't want to like taint. I learned my lesson. So, oh wow. uh, okay, Last of Us One is a great game. You know, I enjoyed my playthrough. Uh, but you know what? Like I honestly, if I feel like I'm rusty about the story, I'll watch a YouTube video. Uh, right. but, you know, I know. Like you said, Last of Us One ends off at a really good point. Where, I mean, I wasn't upset that they announced the sequel, but I was confused because I felt like that was a really good stopping point. Uh, right. So, I don't know. Uh, what about I, you? you know, Lola? I was gonna say, Lola, yeah. did you, have you played it? I've played like the first hour. <laughs> mm -hmm. Up you, until um, until I think her name was Tess. She died. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's and then after that i got i was heartbroken so i kind of like stopped right there <laughs> i really liked her i'm not gonna it? lie it does not get like better it, from from there so like you, you probably made a good you probably made a good choice <laughs> last of us is a ride that's for sure yeah yeah and, and that's the thing it's it's unrelenting and i didn't really realize that until like i pretty much uh, marathoned it and i was like wow i'm just getting beaten over the head with like just misery and depression and there's like literally one moment of relief in the entire run of the game one like two minute scene that's absolutely stunning and beautiful but like it's two minutes out of like 10 hours um but yeah you know chris what you just said though uh about the you're kind of like not going back and tainting it that's really interesting i kind of want to dig into that a little bit because it, the when you go back and play the last of us like it is very much a playstation 3 game and i mean that in the sense not necessarily visually but i mean just mechanically so there are a lot of moments where you're like you know holding triangle to uh, to open you know chain link doors and like uh you're you're scooting past like thin hallways and stuff kind of hiding 
the load times and and everything is it's very clear when something's like a battle arena it's not as like organic as a lot of like you know current gen games kind of are now um so that was something so when you said that that did remind me of like kind of that feeling i had while playing it of like of this being like oh yeah you know i'm not playing something that was made this generation i'm clearly playing something that did have limitations um you know last gen so yeah, I mean, don't, and I don't mean that to say like, oh man, Last of Us sucks now. No, it's still really good, but I think the cracks do show a little bit more, especially with the kind of games that we get now uh, and the organic nature that a lot of those kind of encounters and, and things happen, for sure. Did you um, play uh, the DLC? I did, yes, I did play the DLC. Um, and that is that is one that I, I think I, I looked upon even more favorably now um it's it's kind of takes place concurrent to like i think the three force mark of like of that game Um, but you also get like a flashback sequence it's kind of uh, about you know i think the two weeks before the last of us main game begins you kind of control ellie and like her her outing with her friend riley and you know it's just about these two girls like having fun in a mall like in the middle of the apocalypse and it's there's something really beautiful and harrowing and uh, poetic about it in a way uh that i i thought was done very well i thought it was done very very well for sure did you get a chance to play it i haven't so i think that okay i think if anything if i worded like go back and play anything it might be that i'm not gonna lie to you guys i'm not gonna go and play it <laughs> in my mind i would want to go back and play it but honestly sure. i i think that would happen to me like i'm really bad at doing this but this like i'm talking all this shit about not playing it i'll get really hyped like a week before the game comes out and then i'll like re-download it and play it so yeah. i don't know it, re- it really depends on like what i'm playing around the time but you know it, it is a dlc that i would like to play but I'm not really in a rush to play it. But I always hear good yeah, things yeah. about it. I always hear people like saying that it's a really good addition to the game. And that's what you want to yeah. hear about DLCs in a game. Um, yeah. a, lot, a lot of DLCs nowadays are pointless. Like just mm-hmm. cash grabs. So hearing yeah, that yeah. this game, like the DLC had like substance and sort of like fits in the narrative, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the last game that I played was uh, also a game that I played actually all the way through. So um, in in the same week, which is nuts. But wow. I played through uh, Shadow of the Colossus, uh, the remake of that as well, um, which is a. I mean, what can you say about it that hasn't been said a million times already? It's a classic, right? Um, it is a Ueda game, and the dude is he he's brilliant. Um, there's no two ways around that. Uh, I will say this is another this is another remake of an older game that definitely shows cracks. Even in the remaster, for sure, the camera still not great. Um, <laughs> don't don't love it. Killed me multiple times. There are a few colossi that require like uh, <laughs> require you to kind of be patient with the AI and wait for them to do something. I fucking hate that. But other than that, it's it's um it's okay. Like it, the the game is is really really great. I mean, again. You've got the classic soundtrack. You could probably hear the soundtrack in your head, you know, as I'm talking about it. Um, you know, the the idea that this that this world is sparse. It has nothing really in it except like for some birds and these colossi. You and your horse, like that's it. It's this it's this vast land that you're just exploring um, with 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 your horse friend, and like it's 
it there is a um destroyed beauty i think is like the coined phrase for it uh, <laughs> that is prevalent throughout um it's it's a place it, this land is like a is a forbidden a cursed land if you don't know if you never play shadow of the colossus it literally it begins with uh there's very little dialogue but it begins with you taking a girl um on your horse she is like actually she looks like she's passed out you're like okay what's going on here you get to this temple you lay her down on on the little slab thing it looks like like oh shit she's dead and you start talking to the demigod who lives there and uh he's like hey kill these colossi and i can bring her back to life and you go okay with no questions at all um so and you feel bad when you go to kill these colossi like they're not doing anything to you they're just roaming lives they're just literally they are literally just living their lives until you come and fuck their day up so um yeah it's so in in that way and there is a narrative reason for that so if you're interested play the game but yeah there is um every single colossi is a puzzle is it's it's some sort of puzzle that you have to that you have to solve it's a very it's a physics based game so you are climbing like you know their legs trying to get up to their head so you can stab them in their little glowy spots using your sword you there's no level ups there's no like different powers you only have a crossbow in your sword it's old school style baby like that's all you that's all you're working with um and you know there was there's a simplicity to that that i uh, appreciated you know kind of going back to you know i've been playing a lot of i don't know very modern games in a lot of ways so the, playing this was was kind of a, a way back to my roots kind of like you know sonic adventure 2 in a lot of ways it's like kind of going back um i, I found shadow to, to do the same thing for me or something similar um so yeah it's it's phenomenal guys if you've never played it definitely check it out i assume that most of you guys have played it if not everyone here no it's been a long time never yeah. i have not Oh, okay. So we got two who have not played it. Wow. Oh. Okay. Are are you guys familiar with like with the game at all? I mean, you yeah. just said it. You're you're traveling, killing things or killing beasts. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's. I mean, definitely, if you never played it for sure. I mean, I would definitely recommend you guys check it out. Um, it, there are sixteen of them, and that's all you do. You're just killing bosses. Like that. That's. It is a boss rush without the rush. Um. Uh, um, and you know every single colossi is different and varied. Like you're never fighting the same one. Um, you might fight like a a bird colossi, or maybe like a a bull, or or maybe like a a literal Goliath. Um, I, there are very very few games since Shadow where I've I've played it and felt um, and felt the scale. Like that's that's it, there, it's it's very much an epic in in scale. Uh, and and that feeling has just very rarely been created um, since. So yeah, definitely an awesome game. And that's pretty much all I've been playing. Chris, okay. what you been playing? Oh boy, here we go. What the what to start with? Oh man. All right. Um. Well, we can start with this. So uh, I talked about it last week, but Jedi Fallen Order. Good game. Uh, really fun, and. I take that back. Hold on. So I think last time I left you guys at uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, I sort of rage quit at the game. Mm-hmm. I decided to pick it back up and, of course, change the difficulty because, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, as, as part of the challenge, yada, yada, yada. I'm just trying to get through the game. I'm just trying to enjoy myself. Like if and I'll, I'll say it like there's a, there was there was one boss where I was like, fuck this. 
I'm I'm changing the difficulty and like after I beat the boss, I changed the difficulty back. I just I wasn't having it. Um the game is very souls esque, like if you played Bloodborne, Souls games, that type of nature. But of course, it's mixed in with the platforming of Uncharted, um, and then of course in a Star Wars universe. And I feel like that's what kept me playing through the game. Cause uh, I think uh James, you said it earlier. If a if a game feels like a chore then I'm probably not going to finish it. But yep. uh, yeah, certain things will get me to keep playing. So, you know, I enjoyed um, like the banter of Cal and uh, I'm going call him BB-8. I don't remember the robot's name, but... That's not his name. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's a spear. What is his name? <laughs> oh, snap. I think it's BB something. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. But it's 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 like that Um, the, the relationship between the two sort of like that you know a, a boy and his dog type of thing where uh the robot will help you out it'll um it'll sort of boost your mood whenever you're sad or whatever like in cutscenes. so it's, it's it's always cool uh to see stuff like that in games and then of course like i said the the gameplay is fun enough where like i'm playing more of these games. like i always like if you if you would have asked me about a year and a half ago would i play any game that's like dark souls i would have laughed at you and i would have pointed it Oh, like hell no! I ain't playing that. But I've, you know, I've opened up. I started playing games that are very similar. And mm-hmm. at one point, at one point, I was playing Bloodborne with uh, with Rod. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yep. what, what happened to that? What the hell happened to that? Mm, yeah, what the hell happened to that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I won't lie. It, Bloodborne will be a game that I'll jump back to. I'm just not in a rush to do it. But after playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order. And learning that it's all about having patience and like learning, uh, pretty much learning like the patterns that the enemies have. Like you could, you'll you'll figure stuff out. Wow, so, Chris, I've been saying this for literally years. Literally, yeah, you, you have. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I ended ended up finishing the game. The game is maybe about twenty five thirty hours, which is perfect for me. Uh, I, if it was anything, if, if it was any longer than that, I'm I'm not even sure if I would have finished it. But um, I'd say that it's also like a Metroidvania where when you're on a world, you may come across like a section that you just can't cross anymore, and mm-hmm. like majority of the time there'll be a story reason to leave. But you know, there's certain instances where like you just can't do anything, so you could leave the planet go to another planet, and that's, of course, where the story will, like, start moving forward again. Uh, like, that gameplay mechanic is sort of cool. It's just that this game doesn't have fast travel. So, because of that, that it just makes it hard, like, getting through a whole planet, and then Kyle's like, yo, alright, time to go to the next planet. Oh, wait, I'm all the way over here, and my fucking ship can't, you know, pick up, fly itself over to me, and pick me up. Granted, there's a pilot. There's another pilot on the ship, so you can, I can easily just, yo, BB-8, call up so, such and such, have him pick me up. No, that's not a thing. Who made this game? Respawn. Clip Respawn. this, guys. Respawn. When you guys decide to make the sequel of this game, please, fast travel. Like, it's not fun going back, you know, all the way through a planet again. Granted, like, sometimes they'll throw in a story reason to sort of run back, which I'm cool mm-hmm. with that, but not all the time. Not every time. Right. 
Yeah. I um That's I've been fair. kind of interested in playing this game kind of purely off of uh, not just the pedigree of respawn, but I you know I kind of want a mindless like Star Wars game to play. Like that sounds appealing to me right now for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm wondering, like, is it sounds like the gameplay loop is worth it. Like, so that's cool. Um, but a lot of people have also said that uh, the narrative to this is actually worthwhile as well. Like, it's surprisingly good for, yeah. for a game like this. Is that true? It's Star Wars. So certain twists and turns, you could sort of, like, as soon as certain characters are introduced, you'll, under, you'll pick up their backstory. And you'll, you'll sort of, like, it's, it's, it's not like... I mean, it's it's also like sort of like a video game. Like a lot of the stuff you can sort of just pick up on, but it it like it was good enough for me to want to finish it out and see where it goes. And okay, you know, just off that alone, I think if you're already a fan of the Star Wars uh, franchise and you like you know any of those games I sort of talked about, it's a it's a good pickup. And like, it's recently yeah. been on it's been on sale a lot recently, so you could mm-hmm. find it normally for like thirty bucks. I feel, I feel like it's normally been okay. like thirty for the past like month. Huh. So this is what I, this is the thing that I really want to know though, Chris. Mm-hmm. Is Forrest Whitaker actually in this game, or is it a sound alike? So, mm, I I didn't look it up, and it's funny that you said that because he was just on screen on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it it looks just like him. Like I'm I I honestly have to go back and check uh, credits. Okay, it was actually because I. I I do love I, I do love me some Forrest Whitaker. So like if he's actually in it, then I'm 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 down. I'm down to check. It's actually it. him. It was actually him. Oh wow. It's actually him. Yeah. Nice. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Day one, or day whenever I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So um, I guess at some point I might do a video review. Dang, that they make. I don't know if I recorded gameplay for this. I think I'll use my, my stream footage, but at some point, look out for that. Um, but I do say it's it's worth a pickup. Um, you know, this game came out last year. I think it would have been a game that I would have uh, fought for on our top ten. Mm, is it? Okay. Is it though? Is it? Maybe I don't know. A lot hey, of people, you know what? Yeah. I, I joke, but a lot of people really did put it on their list for like a top ten it's, contender, or at least it's consideration. It. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. All right, guys. So, remember before when I was telling you guys, hey, you guys are going to call me a fucking hypocrite for playing this game and saying that you don't have time for anything? Can you guys guess what game I'm playing? What type of game I'm playing? Are you asking us? Yeah. Because you already told us. Oh. Oh, dang. Yeah. Well, you told me anyway. Yeah, I think I sort of spoiled it. So, all right. I am playing Final Fantasy fourteen, which is an MMO. And I understand, guys, listen, I understand. MMOs are like time sinks. And this game is definitely a time sink. But it's really good. Like, it really is. Like, it's surprisingly really good. Um, it's, it's refreshing. Like, I, I've i played this game back when they were doing the Realm Reborn. And I think the PS3 version was being converted over to the PS4 version. Um, I remember buying the PS3 version on sale never activating it and then hearing that hey if you don't activate it now you're gonna you know you're gonna lose out on that code so went ahead and like you know redeemed it started a a character i was like let me go ahead and get my friends to play this game got my friends to play the game then my uh subscription ran out and i stopped playing the game so (laughs) 
uh, <laughs> I haven't touched it since. And like that was like, you know, almost a decade ago. Maybe about what? 20. Was it 2012, no 2011, something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, jumping back so, into the yeah, game, they've, uh, they've updated a lot. Um, added new uh, level caps, added new classes. Um, hmm. The story, which is something that I didn't like when I was playing the first time, the story is—it's a drag. Like at some point, I'm in a cutscene. I'm like, yo, I don't fucking care. I—I I literally just went to one town to pick up an egg, go back to the other town. The person didn't want the egg, and then like had to go somewhere else to return in that egg. And. Like some of the cuts, some of the story quests are like fetch quests, and that sort of drove me away. Um, going back through it, it's sort of it's similar, but I'm hearing that that all that stops once you finish like the main quest of like the base game. Once you start jumping into like Heaven Sword and Shadowbringers, they learned their lesson, and the story actually gets really good. So that's that's sort of what I'm playing towards. I'm trying to. At this point, I'm trying to get through the story quest so I can start getting into the good stuff. But at the same time, um, the story is actually when when they're actually doing like story bits because there's a lot of filler. Uh, the story actually has me like interested on like what's going on. Like I somewhat care about the lore, and there's a lot of lore in this game. Like yeah. to to the point where like you really have to like commit to the story because at some point you'll get lost if you don't know what's going on. Was but completing I, Final Fantasy VII remake like the catalyst for, for this? Definitely, I think it was. I think. Okay. I think. I, uh, I play, yeah, I think playing seven, I was like, man, you know, I'm I'm in a mood for like a, a RPG. And then, um, you know, shout out to Day to Dave. I think he was streaming it, and I was like, you know what, you know, oh, and also shout out to Kier. Kier, like a couple years ago, bought me the complete the what was the complete edition at that time. For my birthday, and literally the code has sat in my inbox for a minute. So I went ahead, found that email, redeemed it. Once again, shout out to him for that birthday gift, and I've been playing it ever since. So uh, I think, I think James, you you used to play it, right? Yeah, I used to play heavy with like on PS4 when we were like that group you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my subscription ran out eventually, and huh. if I got tried getting back in. But, you know, the group had jumped ahead. So, like, I had no idea what was going on at that time. And I'm not going to drag them through to see what, I, what they already seen before. So, I yeah. just kind of never went back. And that's the hard part. Once you follow yeah. that loop, it's, like, hard to get back in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and the specific group that we're talking about, like, they, they were known for, like, powering through a game and leaving you behind. So, I, I definitely understand. No shade. No. No shade but, um... <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's partially what happened. That's partially what happened when uh my subscription ran out. I was like, all right, guys, I might jump back into this. And they're already like close to level cap. And I'm like level twenty five. I'm like, yo, when that, I'm not. It doesn't <laughs> matter what game it is. When that update drops, they are at the level cap next night. Yeah, <laughs> this is how it so, is. So I mean, um, it's you know talking about the game. It's uh what you know MMO players called. I think they call it like a, a tab action game where you're essentially, you know, hitting, like, you know, action buttons and then tabbing to, like, different enemies on, like, who you're going to, you know, attack, who you're going to heal. The game does have, um, it has, like, a sense of direction of, like, when you're in, when you're fighting people, 
you have you could get into like certain positions sort of like wow where like if some some moves might do more damage either from the sides Behind. or from the rear um so like this is definitely like is i'm not saying like a challenge but it's like it's it's interesting like sort of changing your uh your gameplay based on like the enemy that you're playing or like the dungeon and your playing. class even yeah and, and and that's the next thing like with the classes um you can essentially play every class by just changing your uh your weapon hmm. so uh you know if you feel like you know you don't feel like healing anymore uh you just pick up an axe then you become like a tank class you don't feel like doing that anymore you pick up a bow now you're a dps so um at the yeah. beginning of the game when you're creating your character all of that's aesthetic uh you essentially could just swap classes on the go which is really cool and just add, it adds a lot to it and then even then right. if you don't feel like fighting there's uh like the lifestyle stuff so like making items uh selling items uh i think fishing cooking yeah. oh, what else is there is there's, there's have they added more of those two do you know i'm, I'm not 100 percent i'm still trying to power through the the main story so okay but you know you know if anybody wants to jump in and play with me let me know i'll let you know what server i'm in can't tell you off the top of my head because it's it's one of those games where like you you're on like a specific like server and then there's like another like sub server thing but uh, are you are, are you currently running um on your own or do you have like a group or what so you know game mmos are so organic that you know i was running through the story by myself and um eventually like i just i was running through like a hub world and a guy like i thought which i thought he was an npc runs up to me and like talk starts talking about like his guild and then sends me an invite so i was like you know what sure why not i'll bite let me jump in this into this guild and it's, it's been pretty cool it's been pretty chill um been able to get some you know some tips on how to play from those guys um and it's like a relatively new guild so like mm -hmm. we're still leveling up and everything getting close to i think we're getting what level do you know what level you have to get uh house is that like 10 15 or something like that i have no idea yeah we're we're getting close to it so like the people in the discord server actually are pretty hype about it but um, that's, so, that's like the best feeling man when you buy that first house mm -hmm. you start to like deck it out and everybody yeah, like their own room like, the yeah. sense of community in that game is actually pretty cool. Like, I haven't really run into... Like, I haven't ran into any, like, assholes in the game. Like, I've been in a couple of dungeons where, like, people were sort of playing aggressive. And then once you say, hey, yo, like, this is, like, the first time I played this dungeon, they'll slow down and be like, oh, okay, you know, you're gonna get stopped by... A, like, it happened. One time, uh, I got stuck in a cutscene, and he ran ahead and died because I'm playing healer, and he was the tank. So, uh, pretty much, wow. like, yeah, uh... Like pulled a Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, I was gonna say modern day Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost messed up everything. But you know, yeah. like I said, just being like communicating in the chat, saying, "Hey, you know, this, this is you know new to me." A lot of people were pretty yeah. cool. Um, and then even just like while you're playing, like other people were playing too. Uh, I was you know running back to town to do a mission, and I see a guy like fighting an enemy, which I'm guessing was for a mission that he was doing, and clearly the guy was getting mollywhopped. Like he was getting, he was getting beat up, and then like more enemies started coming in. I was like, wow, he is he's about to die. So me being a healer, I just walk up to him and like just start healing him, just start healing him. And you know he gets through the mission. He's like, yo, that's pretty dope. Appreciate appreciate you healing me because this is like the tenth time I've done this mission and no one's helped me. So uh, oh, wow. look at you. Yeah, 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 I try, I try. 
you got me wanting to go back now. The community, yeah, the, I'm honestly, yeah, the way that you're talking about it is makes me interested. Um, I, I just have zero interest in playing by myself. So like, if I was, if I were going to do that, I was definitely going to commit. Like, I would want to play with someone for sure. Go ahead and delete Warzone. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Right, make some. So wait, PS4? <laughs> start, yeah, start the I download would, tonight. I, I, yeah, I would probably do it on PS4. Yeah, and that's uh, cool because I'm playing on PC and you can play with PS4 people. Oh, it is. It's cross platform. Okay. I, I think so. It's supposed yeah, to be. yo, it is. It, yeah. It's cross. Yeah, it's cross platform. Let me yeah. go check Steam real quick. Yeah, because yeah, if that's the case, you know, definitely cool. jump on. Uh, I need some people. I need some people to do these story missions with, and even like with you guys starting fresh, I can easily just swap to a new, uh, like a newer class, and when I swap to a new class, my level will go back down. So I, okay. I can essentially start over with you guys. Okay. So, oh, okay. Definitely cool. Um, and to a lot of people, like you know, of course, World of Warcraft is like the biggest uh, MMO right now, but. Final Fantasy 14 is like right there with it. And so a lot of people like better than WoW. So um yeah, like I said, definitely if any of that sounds cool, uh check it out. It's currently it's it's free to start. So you can download it, play it. I think once you hit 30, that's when you'll have to, you know, start a subscription. But hopefully by the time you get there, like you'll have enough fun where you'll want to do that. So definitely pretty cool. Um so we're going to go ahead and jump into the trailer of the week. Uh this week, you know, with all the news coming out, it was pretty it it was pretty hard like picking one, but I wanted to pick this one so we could talk about it specifically. So, let's go ahead and jump into Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. All right, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 out on PS4, Xbox One, PC. I think I saw Switch. Not sure. But, you know, uh, I think for a lot of people got hype when they saw that when you uh, pre-order digitally, you'll get the uh, warehouse demo, which is a classic level of uh, just and just Tony Hawk, the franchise just. I think for a lot of people, the warehouse holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts, um, but in, in like specifically, I wanted to talk about the just the franchise of like just Tony Hawk real quick. Uh, I think all of us we played Tony Hawk for Skater one, two, three, you know, yeah, yep. Project yep, Eight, Underground, all that, right? I I played like a majority of the games. I I grew up with the franchise. I I have specific memories of like going over to our cousin's house, uh, us playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater like two and three, not having a memory card, so we would have to redo it every time we played. And I remember just finally like getting good enough where we made it. Like we just marathoned it and played straight through the game. Pretty pretty fun stuff. But um here's the thing. This dark times of uh uh Tony Hawk. Like we've gotta be real about it. To me, anything past uh Tony Hawk Underground 2 is you know, that's that's like the downhill of the franchise. I mean Yeah. But there was a literal downhill game, wasn't there? Yes, literally, there's a, there's a downhill. So I don't okay. know, maybe maybe that maybe that was the official down downhill moment of the uh, franchise. Knew. But like as a as like a, a friend, uh, a fan of the franchise, uh, someone that like I said played through the original games, played through like the you know uh, at that time current gen versions of the games, which weren't really good. 
um hell like two three weeks ago i found my tony hawk ride controller in my closet immediately immediately threw it out like i said i was a fan (laughs) of the franchise I, i i was a fan and i see stuff like that i'm like yo i actually get the skateboard Let's just say I'm, I'm, yeah yeah it wasn't for me <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for me at all but um you know we could talk about like the recent like back to formula games with like tony hawk pro skater was it i think five and the remake of the first one they just weren't good like at all so when this game got announced you know i sort of made a big deal about it on stream and, wait, was it on stream? No, oh, I didn't stream it. I didn't stream this. But on social media, I was talking about it. And people were like, yo, Chris, why are you so upset? This is supposed to actually be somewhat decent. You know, um, uh, the Vicarious Visions, like they've, uh, they, they, you know, had their hands in the franchise back in like the glory days. They've recently made some remakes that were pretty good recently. The game should be in good hands. People were hype about it. Yes. That's good. But I didn't want that game announced. Like I, at that time, I wasn't ready for that game to be announced. Um, that could be partial to uh, me having my expectations way too high for like the uh, summer games event that's going on, which you know we're gonna talk about a little later in the news. But um, I don't know. It just it didn't. It honestly didn't sit well with me. Like I'm still gonna get it. I'm gonna pre-order pretty soon so I can get the uh, demo. But I don't know, guys. What do you? What do you guys feel about it? It looks like they're trying, so it gives me hope. That's the thing. Like, I remember when they tried to do four, or was it five? Whatever the most recent, like, Tony Ox Pro Skater was, it didn't look like they cared. So I didn't even bother. But this looks like they've actually gone back and they're trying to make a skating game that people are going to enjoy. So I'm curious. I'm excited. Lola? If you, I think you were saying before, you, you've played them before, right? Yeah, I have played them. And, you know, I was younger, so I haven't went back and played it to, like, have any hate towards it. Because in my eyes, when I was a kid, that game was great. It was one of the few games that we did have. So I kind of, like, overplayed it a lot. But, I mean, I would play the remaster, personally, just to see if I can get that nostalgic feeling back. But, you know, if it's not good, hey, I mean, it's not good. Well, right. literally right. the perfect yeah i mean literally the perfect reaction right like i mean if it's not good it's not good uh honestly chris i think so i'm on the complete opposite spectrum from you chris on this um and i think we could talk about like <laughs> i think we talk about like expectation management i think when we talk about summer games fest because uh, i think that's that's the crux of it um but just talking about the game itself i mean this game is probably going to be pretty good it's handled by um was it is it vicarious vicarious uh entertainment or something um they handled specifically the crash remasters which were actually pretty good um it's in good hands the reverts back the manuals back like they the they've retained the physics from the from the uh one and two um the thing about so you earlier you brought up like hey these later games weren't good you're right they weren't robo moto which was the developer who did ride shred um the hd remake and five those games were bad they were not good video games and and they 
failed to capture a lot of the essence of what made Tony Hawk good. So I have like a similar like backstory to Tony Hawk than I think a lot of you guys do is, you know, I grew up playing it, especially around family. Um, we competed in horse and score attack, like all that shit, especially like uh, <clears throat> the first four, four especially for some reason. I don't know why we played that one the most, but we did. Um, that was, um, you know, so I, I have a, a great affinity for this franchise, but I, I, do, I genuinely do not believe that there was any reason to worry for this. In fact, I'd be surprised if it was actually bad at this point. Um, everything that they've talked about, uh, customize, uh, customize a skater, create a park, all that stuff is back. The things that were not available in the other games. Um, the game also looks pretty good, too. Um, yeah. the, the other Tony Hawk entries, the later ones by Robomoto, looked real bad. Not good at all. So... I'm I'm really interested in this, and I think this is going to be pretty damn good. Also, can I say, yo, someone clip this. Wayne, Lil Wayne, stay away from this game. Don't what, what you did in what you did in five. No, stop. <laughs> he it. was in five. Stop it. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was, he was actually in what, five. What happened? Why was it bad? Okay, why? Was Wayne the reason it was bad? Or just the game was bad. No, no the game was. Bad. Oh no! But, <laughs> yeah, the game was. Bad. Okay, I have, to, right. I have to pin it on something. I have to put it on something. But uh, oh, Weezy F, baby. I, I don't know. This 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 current Lil Wayne. I don't believe it's the same Lil Wayne that we had back in the the late two thousands. I think it's a different person. Is Gucci a clone too? Has to be a clone, man. Like, <laughs> Wayne hasn't been good since uh, No Ceilings. Like, just not the same. Disagree with me with this. I will. I will. I don't think he's gonna reach no ceilings again. That's fair. But he's got he's gotten close recently. He he You're may thinking. have he may have like one or two songs whenever he releases albums that are decent. The rest is trash. It's the mixtapes, bro. You don't listen to albums. You're right. Not for Lil Wayne. It's all mixtapes. You're right. It's all about it's all about his mixtapes being featured in the song. Mm-hmm. Like his features are fire. Like I'll, I'll I'll give him that. Even now, I'd say his features are okay. He saved I, trash songs before. Yeah, he's made terrible songs mediocre. So, like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break, and then go through our news real quick, and then N sixty four time, N sixty four game time, or just reminiscing time. You know, episode sixty four. We're gonna talk about N sixty four. We'll be right back. We will be right back, guys. Um, trying to find the button to be right back. All right, here we go. Back with our quick uh, break, very quick, and we're back. We got Lola Kitty, we got James the Green, we got Rod, of course, your boy, SSJ Black Rod. Uh, we're gonna jump into the news real quick, and um, and by real quick, I'm not sure if this is gonna be long-winded or we might just breeze straight through this. I don't know, but. Let's start it off with the Summer Games Festival. Um, this is a, you know, we, we talked about it last week, possibly the week before. Uh, it's it's essentially Jeff Keighley's, like, you know, passion project for the summer since E3 got canceled, since Gamescom. Not Gamescom, well, I think Gamescom is still canceled. Um, GDC. GDC is canceled. Uh, so that's, like, you know, him trying to get all this, like, information that we're supposed to get and, like, sort of like streamlining lining it to one place um he's already had a game reveal and a uh which was tony hawk first skater one or two remaster and then uh today he showed off unreal engine 5. um 
this reveal in itself, I understand like why it's important. Uh, and I was when they first were showing off, when they were first showing off the gameplay, uh, I was all for it. I was like, yo, this is you know this is finally next gen seeing gameplay. Uh, of course, just to put it out there, a lot of people are confused. It is gameplay, but not for a real game. It's a tech demo. It's essentially them showing us. It's essentially them just showing us, um, you know, what the engine is capable of, which, you know, they showed off some new, uh, you know, like, um, like I think it's called like the Lumen engine or like a uh, Lumen, like something called Lumen where like they could uh, take like a light source and sort of move it around the environment. And like that will affect where you see shadows and everything. So. Uh, this, you know, tech demo was supposed to be played or was supposed to be playable at GDC. And, you know, of course, that got canceled. So they had to pull that back and they used this event to show it off. Uh, so, like I said, the first 15 minutes was fire. Like, I was hype. Now, just think on the first 15 minutes, guys, like, what do you guys think about the Unreal Engine 5 reveal? That's what I was looking for. It's got like it I was curious what the big hook is gonna be for next gen. And just seeing like what they're able to do now with detail and it kind of just making everything sharper. I see like that's where it's gonna be now. So it, it has me excited to see what they do with it next. It just opens up the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off of that flight sequence, I'm I'm curious to see if we can finally get like a Superman game. Or any type of superhero game that has like flight in it that works, because that seemed like it was on the right track. But yeah, that's all I picked up. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you on that. Um, it, the my biggest thing this coming generation, like the thing that I want to see the most, is uh, definitely lighting, shadows, um, how games play with that. Um, I think of games like Control, uh, games that could really benefit from something like that. I don't know if that game was running on an Unreal Engine though. That might be a Remedy in-house thing. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, like I, I, it looks like like you said, the Lumen Engine, and there's another uh, technique or technology that they implemented. It starts with an N. I, yes. Yes, looks awesome as well. Um, so I was impressed. I was thoroughly impressed, and and I liked I liked the the demo itself, and I also appreciated that there was some context given uh, right after as well. So I thought it was solid. All right. Well, have you had a chance to look at uh, them showing off Unreal Engine Five? I did, and the only thing I could be I thought was, oh my god. I just need a PS5 and I need Elder Scrolls 6 and I'll be it. <laughs> like, that's the first thing I thought because yeah. you could literally see like the dirt it looked like in the ground. And I'm just like, I'm ready mm -hmm. to go on a fantasy adventure. Like, that was mm -hmm. my first thought. I mean, you're right. Like, even with this, um, like the, the, you know, the tech demo that they showed off, like, I, I would like hands down, like, if they were like, hey, you know, we lied, this is actually such and such game. I possibly picked that up if it was a launch title. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just, you know, it looks like they're going to be able to do so much with just the graphical engine. Um, did he, like, now let's talk about, like, some of the tech stuff. Um, you know, they, uh, I don't know if you guys caught it, but they did throw some shade and they said that, um, they threw some shade and said, 
what was it? Something about like how the they they decided to show this off on the PS5 because of the strides that the PS5 is specifically doing. And I was like, yo, wait, are they are they like low-key saying that the PS5 is better than the Xbox Series X? Mm. That's what I've been hearing. Not like flat out same, but it seems like Sony's got some type of technique that they're working on over there. Where well, Xbox I mean, is focusing on power and just comes in like, I don't know what Sony's doing, but people seem to really like it as far as devs go. So the thing is like with, with that is that on, on paper, the Series X is a just just by raw power it's a more powerful machine than the ps5 however the ssd in the playstation 4 that they're using is like uh way quicker it's way more faster it allows devs to kind of tap into that power a little bit more um than the series x does so it has a like a more a better capability of doing so on that machine um but the thing about that is that first party studios are going to be the ones to take advantage or to be able to take advantage of that more so than anyone third party so like in an instance like where someone would use an Unreal Engine, um, like it's it's a little more unlikely that they'll you know that they will utilize it as much. So I'm not really sure exactly like where that statement is coming from, like from I mean, from Epic. I I I feel like you know the the engine is open for anyone to use. Like literally, you could you could go to uh, Epic's you know website, download you know the Unreal Engine just so you can sort of tinker around with it. Of course, like if right. you're gonna put out a game, you'd have to get a license and everything. But you know, it's it's really up to the publisher to or no, the developer to like use this as a base for their game. But like if anything, it's a really good starting point. You know, uh this past gen Unreal was uh I feel like a lot of games use Unreal Engine. You so, right. And yeah. So and you know like, I, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just, I was just gonna say that, like, with that, I, I feel like most of the first-party studios that Sony has has their own proprietary engine. Like, they're, they're, they'll probably, you're right, like anyone can use Unreal, but if you're for Sony first-party, Sony will work directly with you, as we've seen with Santa Monica, we've seen with uh, Naughty Dog. Like, they'll, they'll create their own engines. Uh, Hideo or Kojima produ Productions, like uh, Gorilla, uh, they'll all have like their own kind of engine that they want to utilize. Yeah. So. You know, just when you look at, you know, what they showed off for the future of like, you know, just console gaming, just gaming in general, like we're, we're in a good place. Like this engine looks fire. Uh, looks like they'll be able to do a lot. Actually, I do I have, I have the, yeah, here we go. This is, nope, that's not it. Womp womp. I, I had the video up for uh, Unreal Engine 4 and just, you know, seeing the jump between you know what they were speculating engine real engine for to start and then you know finish out at like where we are now with the unreal engine like they i feel like they've done more with the engine than they were expecting to like they were really able to uh like push the engine to to the max so with this demo looking so good just imagine you know we're four or five years down the road um and you know the life cycle of these new consoles. Imagine what these games are going to look like, what they're going to run like. Um, I'm hoping, of course, as of most of Twitter, that we're going to get you know 60 frames at least. So uh, that's keep, keep dreaming. Keep keep that yeah. it's, it, it's not it's not happening. It's it's not happening. If Assassin's Creed's any rec like not recommendation, what's the word I'm looking for? Inclination. 
No yeah, shit. I mean, these these developers are not going to push for 4K60. That's going to be way too taxing on these machines. They're going to go for the extra bells and whistles uh, and visual, that is. And they're, you're not going to get 60 for probably the exact amount of games that we got 60 for this generation. Yeah. And and that's that's unfortunate, but like like I said, to the point of uh it's gonna down the road it's gonna mm-hmm. look good. And just you know, and this is where I'm gonna start with it, setting expectations. Setting expectations, you know, this this engine, we won't really see anything uh really using it for another year, year and a half, possibly two years. I think Epic said that you know Fortnite is gonna swap over to it uh 2021, maybe 2022. Uh so we're gonna have these new consoles out. And it's going to be, you know, about a year, year and a half before we actually see games taking full advantage of it. Like yeah. I said, you know, it's, you know, the whole point of setting expectations, you know, going into this thing uh, after they showed off the gameplay trailer. Um, it was pretty much just, you know, tech jargon and tech talk for the remainder of like 45 minutes on yeah. the screen. And just sort of sitting there watching the comments and seeing people type in Z's in the chat. Um, I'll you know what I I, I like being upfront, like being transparent. I was I wasn't one of the guys typing Z's, but I was streaming it, and I was like, "Yo, what are you doing?" I wanted to see more games. Um, I I feel like this was something that, you know, if they already said that this was something that was supposed to be shown at GDC, and I feel like. Yeah, their marketing team should have said something about that. I feel like to me they're hyping up, you know, this reveal to be like you know something big, which of course it is big when you think of the big picture, but it's not what your your core gamer really cares about. Like a lot of this stuff when you come when it comes down to like the, the tech side, like all of the developers were happy, all of the people that write or uh, discuss video games, they were happy, but average people we just didn't, we just didn't care but but average people got like a 10 minute demo though like that's something that didn't happen in the the press conference the sony thing from like march yeah that's true. Talk, which made sense because like and i mean honestly that made sense too and if i find it hard to feel sympathy for people who felt bad because that was not that was never meant for you know your average joe this at least you got 10 minutes of like you time like average people would be like oh okay cool visuals pretty and like go about their day and that's and that's cool like that's what people should do because you should cater not everybody's going to understand or even be interested in like all the tech stuff like that they were going to talk about later so i think it's really cool that up front they were like here here's this thing that i we know you want to see might not be an actual game but like here it is in practice like this is what you could see and do um and i thought that part of it was cool so i already think that this was like a way i hear what you're saying about like you know setting the expectations on the marketer side but i think they did kind of like let your you have your cake and eat it too here well you know i'm, I'm gonna shout out to the mod uh subject she says that you know, technically they did say showcase an interview. Yes, but then at the same time you're getting Jeff Keeley in his Twitter uh saying that, you know, oh I just I'm you know, I just finished editing the super dope highlight reel. You guys gotta tune in to see, you know, see uh, see the stream. And like just I feel like the narrative of what we're going to see got morphed and changed. So eventually you got like a bunch of people watching the stream expecting Expecting to see more 
than you know just a, a quick demo of the um of the unreal 5 so i i hope this is a learning point for them i know for a fact and we're gonna talk about microsoft next um yeah that's that's a problem that they had and i guess we can sort of jump into that right now um inside xbox uh, that was towards the end of last week, and you know we we saw some cool things. You know the the hype before the event was, um, hey, this is you know we're gonna show some next we're gonna show some next get next gen gameplay. You're gonna see gameplay of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That was a big thing. We we're supposed to get the gameplay. Everyone was like, all right, I'm hyped. I'm gonna be there. They they started off with a couple of games that look cool. Um, so shout out to a couple of them like Bright Memory, which is sort of like a uh action and, I, and I, I played like it's on pc so if you wanted to play a little bit of it it's um it's an early release game on pc it's essentially what if devil may cry was like a first person shooter that's a sort of what it sort of feels like so it's like a action slash shooter game um it was very titanfall-esque very titanfall-esque um and that that game in itself has yeah i think we'll talk about it next week um it's <laughs> It has a lot going for it right now, but you know we we saw a lot of th- we saw a bunch of new IPs. We saw some returning games like Dirt Five and Madden Twenty One. They showed off some uh, Vampires Masquerade Two, but you know for the most part, I think the highlight for a lot of people was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Am I am I wrong for saying that? No, you're right. No, so, not really. But they what they did though is Ubisoft had to come out. It was a little buried, but they did say, "Hey, this is a tease. You're not going to see a lot," because that came out like a, the day or two before the event actually happened. So I feel like a lot of people are putting the blame on like Microsoft or and Ubisoft for not communicating that. But they definitely did. They definitely did say it was going to be a tease. See, and, and, and that's and that's something as like myself, I'm I'm trying to get better at because I didn't I didn't see it as that. Okay. I get what you're saying, Roddy. Like, uh, fair play. They did say it was going to be a teaser, but why are you doing this in the first place? Don't call because us all together to give us like three seconds of gameplay. It wasn't even that. so. That's where. Th- so that was like that's that's where like the the marketing stuff deal comes into play because Microsoft is is likely has marketing rights now, and they're like, hey, we're gonna like show off your game in our event, or we want to advertise and associate like Assassin's Creed with Xbox. That's what we want to do. I, I had people, I talked to people who were like, oh, is Assassin's Creed only on Xbox now? That's that always happens when with this type of shit. Um, yeah. and and it's that's definitely a console manufacturer thing. Um, and it's annoying to like us who are already like kind of in the know, but you know, to everyone else, like it's more of a business side of things so i get like why the confusion is there but you know I, what what can you, they really do you know like so this is I what they can do i feel like it's all about <laughs> it's all about setting expectations and not like setting expectations right before we go live or like a couple hours before just be transparent i feel like with the um summer games fest and with inside xbox they sh- they should be up front be like hey like for the summer games fest I feel like that was, I feel like we got hoodwinked. I feel like a lot of people were expecting, um, you know, more gameplay reveals, maybe a actual game reveal. Granted, when you watched the event live, they accidentally left um, the title of the previous day of like, it like it's showing like a gameplay reveal or something like that. So, you know, if you jumped into the stream and you saw that, you're like, oh, cool. After we, you know, 
uh, see this tech demo after these, you know, uh, four guys on the screen are just, you know, talking my ear off. I'm going to see more game. But it wasn't that. It was just tech talk, which, again, going on Twitter, talking to people, people were like, you know, if, you know, I know one, one person was like, hey, if you, if you follow games, if you follow it for a while, you should, you should know that these months are all about the tech stuff. It's about, you know, GDC. It's about, like, you know, the hands-on on the actual hardware. I get that, but I feel like in in this climate that we're in, especially with like the coronavirus, with people being at home, people just like we're in a different time and place. Um, I think people people were expecting more, and I mean, if they if they knew if they knew that it was just gonna be like the the tech stuff, you just like let us know that the stuff is gonna be tech stuff. This is supposed to be stuff that was supposed to be shown at GDC. If, if that I mean, was said much- from the, if that was said from the jump, I wouldn't be as angry as I am now. Yeah, I, I'm not. I I'm not know. angry. I'll take the bat. I'm not angry. That's a, that's, that's a strong word. I'm not angry. I am. How to me, like it's. I just find it almost impossible to like blame the marketers instead of the people buying into like bullshit hype culture for like everything. Like I just, it's 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 impossible because I mean the only person getting hyped is like you know you can you can be the only person getting hyped for something like. At, the end of the day it's like you because honestly i wake up you know every day i'm gonna check out the news if jeff Keeley says i got something cool at 11 a.m i'll be like oh okay great flip it on real fast and if it's cool and i'm interested great if i'm not okay like that's kind of the point and that's what he was trying to say with this summer games fest and and i guess i'll just single that event out is that like you know this is going to be over the course of four months right like a whole season and not everything's going to be like triple a triple a triple a triple a like it's all it's gonna be small shit it's gonna be tech shit it's gonna just be gaming related there will be a common theme but like like that's it i think hype culture is the problem i think we're at least and maybe you guys feel differently about that but i just think it's entirely on that i i don't blame these marketers really at all like i just blame all the people thinking that they're gonna get batman or god of war 2 or horizon 2 like for everything that's a shot straight to my chest because I, I, I was one of those people, I was like, yo, we're going to get Batman. Like, Jeff Keighley had, like, a fucking batarang behind him the whole time. I was like, yo, <laughs> we're, fi- we're finally going to get it. Like, this is happening. It was, it was to the point where, where uh, WB Montreal had to go to Twitter, and they're like, guys, calm the fuck down. Like, when, when we have something to show, we will yeah. show it. Yeah, they'll show Relax. it. Relax. It, it'll come. I bet. I bet I put money on you seeing something this year. I wouldn't anticipate seeing it next week, but I guarantee you will see something for sure. Don't give, you don't just give have me to be, hope. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, just, we, we just have to, like, as a community, you have to be patient. Like, and I, that's hard because gaming is all about, like, big, flashy, now, 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 next thing, next thing, next thing. Like, but uh, we we really have to kind of calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right, these are the months where they'd be gearing up to show stuff off. It's right. not really yeah. their fault that the whole world kind of had to, like, take a break. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was so, like, they're not. Lola, how do you, how do you, how do you feel about this? Like, is it, am, am I, am I in the wrong for, like, being mad about this? How do you how do you feel about being being baited, thinking that we're gonna get something something dope? That is a loaded something... question. <laughs> how do you specifically question. feel? I mean, I feel like it was okay. I'm not gonna say it was great, but I get what you mean by like all the tech stuff. But it's like kind of like what we have, like what we have. Like companies really can't go in and work together as teams to sit here and create 
the content that we need and want right now. So I feel just a little bit more understanding towards it. I do, but if Epic, if they can have a fucking um, concert in Fortnite, like yeah, that concert was lit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Like I, I don't know. It's and and maybe maybe I might be part of the problem. Maybe I'm too hype <laughs> about stuff. It's I I'm like I said, I'm learning, guys. I'm trying to like better myself. So there we go. Um, Strides. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna move on real quick back to some like more tech stuff. Um, I'm gonna show like this is something that I feel like wasn't really picked up in the news too much, but me being a VR guy that's obsessed with VR, found this really really interesting. So um, there is like a prototype of PlayStation VR two, well, a hand like a like the controller for the VR, uh, that's you know out on the internet. Essentially, this controller. Um, it's sort of like, I think, the indexes controller, where you have it sort of wrapped around your hand, and the controller itself is supposed to, like, pick up on where, like, your fingers are. So, like, while you're, you know, making different, like, you know, hand gestures, the game will actually see that in-game and translate it. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're in the stream right now, I'm showing it off on the screen. Uh, it, they're, they're showing off, like, you know, you can open and close, you could, um, like, move in each individual uh, finger. Like, they have, like, tests of, like, you know, maybe if you're playing for a while, what would happen if your hand is sweaty? They went ahead and, like, simulated having sweaty hands, and it, it was actually pretty accurate. Um, I, I don't know, me personally, I'm really excited for, like, the, you know, what's next in VR. And just seeing how, like, the, the technology is just, it's moving. It's, the things are getting better and better. These headsets, like, right now I'm waiting for, you know, my Quest to show up in the mail, which... Uh, that in itself, if you don't know, is a headset that you don't need a console, don't need a PC. Just pop it on your head and bam, you're in VR. Uh, it's you know, amazing. Having these controllers that you could actually simulate having fingers and like that translating into the game. Like it, completely cha- it, it changes like the fundamental of the game. Um, I know people that played Half-Life Alex, they said that like they've played with like the i know someone that played with the index and was like yo like being able to catch things throw things make certain gestures like it's really cool and then jumping to another headset that doesn't have that capability you can really feel the difference but like guys how do you guys feel about vr i haven't tried it (laughs) whoa at all at all i'm kind of nervous wow (laughs) I mean, I think it's the whole point of like maybe um what's that anime messed me up when they got stuck in uh when they had got stuck in the virtual world and if you die in the virtual world you died in real life. It was oh, sort of died. Yeah, sort of online. Thank yeah. you. Online. But I think that kind of messed me up to the point to where I'm kind of scared to try VR because I don't wanna be I'm not saying get stuck in the game, but I feel like <laughs> Sorry, I feel like it'd be such a crazy experience. I don't know. I'm just it's, a bit nervous about it. <laughs> it's it's definitely different, but I feel like when you you know you try it out and like the technology has gotten better um, over yeah. time, like it's it's sort of like it's hard. I don't want to say it's hard to go back, but like for example, I used to have the PlayStation VR and I played through Resident Evil Seven all the way through in VR. 
No. So, like, I'm <laughs> I'm essentially like thrown into this world where I have zombies coming after me. I have this these weird hicks uh, trying to kill me, and you know, you're literally thrown into the world. Ugh. It's a little too close to home nowadays. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah. you know, it it's, it it makes me think. Damn, like if they're able to do this, what you know, what are we gonna get down the road? Will we get something like? Uh, sword art online i hope yeah. not i hope we don't get stuck <laughs> in a video game but yeah. i you know you know since you know looking at this um and like uh playing final fantasy it sort of like had me think damn like they need an mmo and vr which like some companies are working on that right now it's not to the mm -hmm. point of sword art but like just seeing that companies are willing to invest the time and money into doing an yeah. mmo and vr is pretty cool Especially yeah, once you get I, like that dexterity, like those controllers are gonna offer, mm -hmm, it's gonna be mm -hmm. a whole new ball game. Yeah. Um. I'm for the PlayStation VR news. Like, I, I have an Oculus Quest, as you guys know, and um, the I would be most hype if the PlayStation VR headset had wireless. I think that's the game changer more than anything else you could do in VR. Being not tethered to anything is insane. It it changes everything. Yep. Uh, shout out to the chat. Y'all remember PlayStation Home? Yo, oh, I wish I didn't. Not again, Chris. Yo, all right. So if you know, if this is the first time you're listening or in the chat, PlayStation Home that also comes up every now and then on the show. Imagine that in VR. Imagine being in like a social oh, space God. with a bunch of people, being able to like you know uh, customize your avatar and like just hang out. And then they started adding like the like the mini games and. Yo, come on! Now. It was way, it was way ahead of its time. It's a cesspool of debauchery and anarchy. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. Damn, Isn't that just it. VR chat? Yeah, it's basically VR chat, honestly. Okay, uh, so no, no, I, 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 I hope down the road, uh, Sony picks that back up, and we get a PlayStation Home too. But I think that's, I think that's hoping for too much. Oh, no. that's evil <laughs> don't put don't put that evil on there <laughs> all right so to wrap up the news this week um i should have found a better news to wrap this up with but we've got another cancellation tokyo game show 2020 uh it's well this is somewhat good news it's been canceled of course you know covid19 the rona is messing things up for the gaming industry but they're doing something different they are still going ahead with it but they're changing it to a online um, exhibition. So um, whether like what that entails is still sort of early, but to know that they're still going along with the show, but now allowing uh, publishers and developers to still show off their stuff online, I think that's the step in the right direction. I feel like that's us figuring out that this is like our new normal, which sucks, and adjusting to it. So um i don't know that's, that's pretty much all i really have to say about that i think that's that, that's that's pretty much um like a story in itself uh what do you guys think i think it's kind of expected at this point mm -hmm. exactly Honestly. yeah so good on um, them good i wonder i wonder if they'll do you know like how much digital content that they'll provide um you know obviously it's been it's an event that's like split between public and press uh, so a big appeal is like you know people getting their hands on stuff. So I wonder if anything will make it like to the the marketplace. Obviously, we we probably won't get it. Um, but it would be cool to like kind of 
maybe make a Japan account or something, download some demos. I feel like just the way things are working right now, like, you know, we want content. We want to see this stuff. So why not, like, have it open for everyone to see? Of course, like, the stuff is, uh you know, won't be translated or whatever, but it's still important. Right, I guess, yeah. but, but I guess it's the same way that we got that information from Tokyo Game Show is, you know, translators saying, hey, this is what they're saying. This is what's going on. So Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just not a show catered to, like, Western audiences. That's all. I guess they theoretically could do that, but I don't imagine that would actually happen. I'll say, hmm, sort of like all this... uh game info that was supposed to be at gdc and we're getting now and people are getting mad <laughs> hmm. hmm maybe it's that all right guys so <laughs> we're gonna jump into our topic for the week um like i said at the beginning at the top of the episode it's episode 64 why not talk about the nintendo 64 um so i went ahead and asked our panel uh you know some different questions some things that we're gonna talk it's like a n64 throwback so of course if you're watching live this is, you know out some games that you loved on the n64 in the chat let's talk about it but i want you guys to like oh i want to start off with the first bit of our earliest n64 memory uh that like the earliest that i could think of was going to a friend of mine's house and for that being you know first generation like child of a west indian family it was already wild like for the most part they don't let us go anywhere so that in itself, going to a friend's house was wild to me. Um, you know, he had N64. You know, he was talking trash this whole time in class. Like, yo, got Smash Brothers. I'm going to trash you in it. Let's play it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm going to trash you in it. No. <laughs> we, we started off with Smash Brothers. Got destroyed in Smash Brothers. I was like, yo, I just don't know the buttons. Let's play something else. Popped in Mario Kart. I was like, all right. I played Mario Kart before. Played it on the, uh, the SNES. Shouldn't be too different. Trashed. Got destroyed in that suit. I was like, damn, this isn't a good look. Popped in Mario Party. You just want to see where this story is going. Um, <laughs> popped in Mario Party. Here I am thinking, yo, I might actually do it. Might actually beat this guy and finally take a W. Mario Party is a game that will destroy friendship, guys. <laughs> I remember is specifically at the very end of the game when like Bowser is like doing his bullshit. Uh I had all my, I had like my store, my stars swapped over with him and I ended up losing. Like he was like legit fourth place. I was in first place. They swapped and I was like, yo, what's the phone? I want to call my mom. <laughs> I'm, I'm done here. <laughs> I want to, I want to go home. I, yeah. So from, from that memory, I don't even think I talked to that kid after we, uh, we got back to school. Yeah. I, I think I legit like stopped being that kid's friend, but. Oh yeah, earliest oh. memories was just being salty. Damn, I think that's like a running theme in my life. But what about <laughs> you guys? Uh James, what you got for your 64 uh your earliest memory? My earliest memory Christmas morning in the 90s. Don't remember which one it is, but that same that same Christmas that the N64 launched in um North America. Running down the stairs, hopping into the tree. I already know what box it is. It's the biggest one under there. I gotta get it. So rip it open. Boom. I was that kid that from that viral video, like <laughs> freaking out, running around the room. <laughs> <laughs> like no lie. Cause that was my first console, you know? Like we had an NES in the house, we had Game Boys in the house, but that one was the first one that was from me. 
So it was like, oh, it's on and popping now. I don't care nothing else about Christmas. I don't. We don't need to eat. I don't need. I don't need to sleep. I got my N64. I got my Mario. I'm gone. <laughs> and that was that's pretty much how it was for me. Yeah, well, Christ, it was a Christmas miracle. Oh yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been like a Christmas nightmare. They knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lola, what you got? What's your earliest memory? Okay, I'm not sure if this is my earliest memory, but I was one of those kids with the N64 that had all the attachments, like every little minute attachment. So one of my favorites, I'm not sure if you play it, but it was Hey You Pikachu. You could literally talk to Pikachu with like the microphone. So I remember going to school, rushing back, coming home, just to talk to Pikachu. Like, I didn't have no friends. I just came home <laughs> to talk to freaking Pikachu. <laughs> and to me, it was, like, one of my more happier memories because, like, Pikachu was cool. Like, I mean, sometimes he didn't understand the words you were saying. Like, you'll tell him to go right, he'll go left, and all those, pick up the blue, he'll pick up red. Like, the technology wasn't there fully yet, but still, it was, like, so great for me, like, to just come home and just sit down and literally talk to Pikachu for hours. Mm. Yeah, I'd say I think that game was ahead of its time. Once again, guys, clip this. Nintendo, like like Pokemon Company, anybody, listen. Hey, you Pikachu would make so much sense on your phone. Yeah, release it free to play. I will buy hats for my Pikachu. I will buy outfits for my Pikachu. I will buy food for my Pikachu. We want to throw money at you guys. That's why haven't they done that yet? Mm-hmm. Give it time, Chris. That would have been great to go alongside the uh, in the movie. Yeah. Hmm. See. So. Good point. Damn. Mm. Come on, Nintendo. You're slipping. All right, Rod. What you got? Earliest memory. So I think after nine months straight with my parents, they decided to ship me to my grandparents uh, for the summer. They were like, we're pretty much sick of you. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're sending you off. So uh, it was me and my brother and some cousins. We would all like hang out over the summer at my grandparents' house in a, in a different state. And um, I, you know, we all generally liked video games. I loved them, obviously. Um, everyone else was kind of cool with them. And uh, my grandparents were cool enough to actually get a Nintendo 64. And because uh, I didn't have one myself, um, they got one. And they, we got uh, Mario Kart 64 and Waverly 64. And those were the only two games that we a- ever actually owned. We, we actually went to rent games literally all the time. I don't know. We probably spent way more money renting games than we could have just bought the fucking thing. Like, I don't know why we did that but we did um but <laughs> that's how i played the majority of uh, i played a shit ton of n64 games that way too um but my primary memories are always doing like uh like little circuits in mario kart and wave race because that was those were the two that we always had um and i would usually go into this is so stupid now that i'm actually saying this out loud but like i actually went into time attack because i didn't actually <laughs> Oh my god. So I didn't actually have Super Mario 64, but I really wanted to like run around the castle. So like I would put on time attack and like just drive over to the castle and pretend I was actually playing pretend I was playing Super Mario 64 cuz I, I didn't actually have it cuz cuz you could actually like go to the castle and the game would like let you do that. But I was like, "Damn, I really wish I had this game." So, yeah, damn. That made me really sad just now. Damn. Yo, the, the power of imaginations, man. Hey, listen. Yeah, the power of being a kid. That's nothing wrong with that, man. 
<laughs> All right. So have you played sixty four since then, Roddy? I did. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did. And and I, I was like, wow, I missed out on this much all this time. Mm-hmm. Have you come across the uh, the PC version at all, or did we not talk about that? Ooh, no. Uh oh. Wait. So wait. If okay. we talk about this, is there a chance that Nintendo will pull it down if they haven't? Already? I don't know if I'm gonna be quiet. I'm just gonna walk away. <laughs> Strike it from the record. Yeah. Enough said. We'll, we'll we'll look it up. We'll look it up. Okay. If you right, want so to know, next- you can- so this next question sort of is going to go into the last question, but um, favorite N64 game? What do you guys got? For me, hands down, if you know me, you, you should know, but uh, No Mercy. WWF No Mercy. Like, to this, to this day, <laughs> best wrestling game of all time. Fight me on that. All right, that's a little, that was, I was gonna say that's, that's, a, that's a little too too intense. I'm sorry, guys, but I I'm serious. <laughs> no mercy, dope game, really good game. Um, you know, this is back like during like the Attitude Era when like the when WWF at the time was like in full fledged debauchery. Um, you know, people having fights in supermarkets, uh, people bringing in uh beer tanks or beer trucks and spraying people in the ring. Um, shoot, they eventually did that with a, um, a milk truck and sprayed milk in the ring, uh, you know, buried alive matches, any, anywhere goes matches, like that. You know, this, tables. This was the heyday. Flaming tables, yo. Mm-hmm. Crazy time. But, you know, I, I think for me, it's the, I think it was the mechanics of like it being an arcade wrestling game and giving you a lot of like, it gave you a lot of control. I feel like for an arcade game, I, you know, I have a really good memory of, um, you know, I, I play this game all the time with my cousin. If you, um, and a lot of people don't know this either. If you get hit and you're on the ground, you could hold the control stick, like, you know, the little stick in the middle of the controller, which was like the taunt button. You could hold that and you could sell being hurt. So I would play my cousin. He'd like hit me with like a normal move and I would hold the control button, like faking that I was like out. And like he would like you know start going crazy. It's like oh wow that really you know you're not getting up you're not getting up. He'd run over try and pick me up. I would then like immediately get up hit him with something and like it's just I don't know it was just it was really cool setting up those scenarios of like being thrown off of like a cell and just selling the uh selling the the move, which yeah. I don't think was put in any other wrestling game since then. Hmm. It could play possum a little bit in the newer ones, but not probably not to that extent like you're talking about. No, yeah, about. it was crazy. I legit like um I rem- oh, and I think you could you could sell move like it was essentially like a, like a sell button. So let's like let's say someone was doing like a multiple German suplex on you. I could essentially hold the sell button and he would keep, the person using the suplex on me would keep doing suplexes. So in my mind, you know, I'm thinking, you know, let me just let me just hold this so my cousin can feel good about himself. So like at that time, he was doing like ten suplexes, fifteen suplexes. I I legit like held the button to see how long it would let me do it, which was like a long time. So, you know, just that level of like interactivity was pretty dope. But yeah, that's 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 my favorite. What about you guys, uh, James? What you got? If you can see on the stream behind me, it's pretty much given away. <laughs> I got into trouble multiple times because of this game. My dad had to go out of his pocket and buy me this game. 
Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Still got the rental stickers on there. Wow. Bro, I was not taking this back. I refused <laughs> to take this game back. My favorite N64 game, period. Loved Banjo Kazooie. I was gonna say, so, so did, did Banjo Kazooie start a like you know love of uh, platform collectathons? That's a that's basically like the grandfather of those type of games. Mario, no, no, no. Glover started that for me. That was the first one I remember like really getting into. I loved Glover just because that was such a weird concept. Just playing as like a magic glove that can just like transform your ball into whatever you need for the puzzle. But like Banjo Kazooie mastered it for me. I'll put that over Mario 64 any day. So, okay. Yeah. Lola, what you got for us? What was your favorite game? Okay, don't judge me. I would say Conker's Bad Fur Day was like one of my faves. Like you're, you're, you start the story off as a drunk squirrel. Like who doesn't <laughs> want to start a good epic adventure as a drunk squirrel? And you fight shit monsters and queen bees and all sorts of wacky shit. But it, it was so good and. Granted, I shouldn't have been playing that game because they were curting and <laughs> I was way too young for that game. But overall, I freaking loved it. And uh, I think they should bring it back. I felt like it was slept on. It was like left with the system. I think it needs to return. That's a good point. Like, I, I, I remember that game and you're right. We, should, we really shouldn't have been playing that game because you look back and you, <laughs> you look at like some of the themes and what they were saying. It's like, yo, I was like in like, elementary school playing this game yeah. i did i like if my if my parents knew i played that game if they found out now that i played that game mm, i don't know but you managed to get it because i at that oh. age i had no i had no chance of grabbing that game as, as, <laughs> uh, yeah well lola how'd you how'd you get it did you actually like have the game yeah i had the game but my older cousin bought it for me because oh. like we went into the store you know he was there so usually games that i want i'll just tell him to pick it out and he'll bring it to me so i think that's nice. a theme i think your like your cousin is always like your gateway to getting stuff that you're not supposed to get because that was the same <laughs> thing for me it's like like that was the only reason i played a lot of the games that i played as a child was through my cousin but rod okay. what about you man favorite game my favorite oh that's it's really hard um like so many so many different reasons um i probably played mario kart 64 like the most and i memorized so much about that game down to like you know how everyone controlled to courses i got really good i got very good at that game um and i, I the music was fantastic yeah that i mean it's probably a super cliche answer but like that that might be it it's the one i played the most i probably have the most nostalgia for it and maybe affinity um yeah that might be the one for me okay all right so like i said this is like a gateway into this last question and rod we'll start with you so here's the magic scenario and guys in the chat you guys can play this too with each other let's say for some strange reason nintendo's like hmm I heard about this Should I Play That podcast, and they talked about the N64 classic. Let's go ahead and give these guys the power to actually add the games onto the N64 classic. So we're going to go around, and we're going to list uh, what games we would add to it. So everyone gets five. Um, Rod, 
What are your five games that you're gonna add to the? Oh, classic? oh, five right now. Yes. Oh shit. Um, um, that okay. That are gonna be on the classic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean, it's got to be Mario Kart 64, right? I mean, it's it's got to be. It's it's um it's a classic. It's a Mario title. Um, it's actually. You know, I take that back. Hold on. No, no, no. I don't know mm-hmm. if I would do this. Okay. Diddy Kong Racing. I would put I would put Diddy Kong Racing on there. I okay. have I have major love for Mario Kart 64, but I think Diddy Kong might be a better game. Um, so I would put that on there. I would put. I mean, it's got to be Mario 64. Uh, Super Mario 64. That's a classic. It's one of the best Mario Kart 3D Mar- Mario Kart 3D Mario's of all time. You got to have that on there. Um, oh shit. Oh man, I'm gonna have to leave something really good on here. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm deciding between Ocarina of Time and um, um, oh damn. Well, I can't remember the other one, so I guess it's gotta be Ocarina. Okay, so that is obviously <laughs> yeah. It's it, well, it's it's it was between something else, but the, the reason why I, I was between that and the other thing is because my other two picks need to be on there, absolutely. So the other two games, one of which uh, is Jet Force Gemini, it's got to be on there. Uh, it is an underrated classic gem of a game. More people should play it. We should get a sequel to that someday. Um, and I think the fifth game should be another because obviously we want to expose people to to this thing um which is a uh, mystical ninja goemon which is a yes game. yes oh, yes. Wow. yes that was on my <laughs> list you are awesome great game. <laughs> <laughs> yes it is it is a spectacular game it is it's honestly a game that i don't feel like i hear enough about like today um and nope. it is super like um, it's super weird, like it's an- uh, anachronistic. It's uh, like a weird kind of platformer type of game, and it, I feel like it kind of lived in Zelda's shadow for a while. But it's so much cooler than, than that in a lot of ways. Um, and there was just really nothing like it, and kind of nothing since. So yeah, definitely would put that on there. Okay, well, Lola, what you got? Oh God, okay. Well, he said like a lot of my favorites, so I guess my list is going to be. An unorthodox list. I'm going to start off with a game probably no one has really heard of. It's called Mischief Makers. It was on N64. Hmm. The whole... See, y'all didn't hear about it. That's how (laughs) underground this game was. It was a game based on shaking mechanic. Like, Mm -hmm. you're a robot. Your professor gets stolen. Your job is to go save your professor through all these adventures. But you use the shaking mechanic in so many different ways. Like, you can shake, you grab the enemies and you shake. Some enemies might drop a flamethrower. You pick up the flamethrower and you shake, and it starts, like, turning, like, burning everything. And then, like, if you want to get to certain parts, there were these weird ghost things that you would grab onto and shake, and they would move. And it was a lot. Like, the boss battles was a lot of shaking, grabbing, and throwing was, like, the main mechanics of that game. And no one's really heard about it. So mm. I said Nintendo was definitely before the time with a lot of the N64 stuff. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I never heard yeah. of that game. Yeah. I think I've yeah. seen that box art before. Yes, mm-hmm. I was about to say I've seen I've seen the box art, but I never played it. That's cool. Yeah, it's one of those rentals that passed me by. <laughs> I actually own that one. But yeah, right. I would put that on there. Of course, hey you Pikachu. I'm sorry. Pokemon <laughs> Stadium was my life, mm. especially the mini games, like the sushi games and yeah. all the the magic cart yeah the diglets and those games to me were like classics um what else did i play 
I was really a big fan of the Star Wars racers. I don't know if any of y'all mm. played the Star Wars racers, but like it, it to me it was really cool, especially how like you can damage certain parts of your ship, and once you're overheated, like that's it. Like your ship's yeah. going down. Like it was a really, really, really good game. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, what would I say? How can I end this weird list? I don't even know how to end it. Um, are you gonna throw conquers on there just for the shits and giggles? Yeah, we're just gonna throw conquers on there just for fun. We already know how conquers is. It's great. great (laughs) Have the shit monster on there. (laughs) Nice. All right, uh, James, what you got? Okay, so we're gonna knock the banjo out the way because that's has to be on my list. Um, another rare game, Donkey Kong sixty four. Shit, probably to mine. Yeah, yeah. I I loved my collectathon games as a kid, so that has to go on there too. Um, NBA Jam, hmm. I believe NBA Jam was the one, because there were a lot of different NBA games on there. But that was one I played with my cousins for hours and hours and hours on end. So that's got to go on my list. Um, what am I missing? Oh, Majora's Mask, quintessential. I need a Zelda oh, title on there. Shit, yeah, I oh, need man. that. See, we got Pokemon Stadium, so that's good. Oh, how could I forget Star Fox 64? Oh, yes. yes. Rumble, thank you, Star Fox. Thank you so that, much. That was said a couple times in the chat, too. So I think that's... All right, damn, you guys took some really good ones. All right, so that's... <laughs> just just a, just a reference, you guys, what, what we have. We have Diddy Kong Racing, Super Mario 64. Rod, I think you said Ocarina of Time, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, Ocarina of Time, Jet Force Gemini, and then... Uh, was it Mystical Ninja? Yeah, going on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Mischief Mayhem. Uh, hey, you peak makers. <laughs> Whoops. Um, makers. Uh, we have Hey, you Pikachu. Pokemon Stadium. Star Wars Pod Racers, which that was a really good throw on. I think they, I think they re-released it on the Switch. Yep. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, Conquers. Nice. Conquers Bad Fur Day. Banjo Kazooie. Donkey Kong 64, NBA Jam, Majora's Mask, and Star Fox 64. <sighs> Shit. Okay. All right. So bring it home, Chris. I gonna bring it home because you guys left off a couple classics. Yeah, we did. Goldeneye, hands yep, down. Yeah, that's what I, I was waiting for. That. The <laughs> <laughs> so Goldeneye is going on that list. Um, Smash Bros is going on that list. Yeah. I think that's a give me. I feel like if they ever bring this out. If it doesn't have Smash Brothers on it, don't bring it out. Don't yeah, don't do it. We don't want it. Uh, Paper Mario. I yes. I, specifically, I specifically put Paper Mario over this because that's the game. That's actually the first Mario game I actually completed. Um, like the old school, like side scroller Mario games. I just don't don't have the attention span for it. Like by the time I get to World like four, I'm like, yo, this is the same fucking game. Like. I need oh, more. This is a topic. This is a topic in the future. <laughs> we can't allow this to pass. Yeah, I just, I, it was, just, it's so samey to me. Um, but Paper Mario just, it added, you know, so much to it. It was, it was an RPG. It, uh, yeah. re- really reminded me of the Super Mario RPG on the SNES, which, such a good game. Mm-hmm. Nintendo, what are you doing? Gino for Smash. Y'all know what it is. I've never um, played that. It's, it's good. It's definitely it's very good. good. All right, so of course, um, damn, I already, you guys already said Donkey Kong, so that that got taken off my list. Um, 
Mm. Iggy's Wrecking Balls. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. No, we never said this. But, uh, Kirby. Kirby 64. Oh, I forgot about Kirby. Yes, Kirby. Kirby we got to remember Kirby our favorite part ball. Kirby 64, you know, Crystal Shards. And, of yeah. course, y'all should already know what this last game is going to be. I'm going to wait. What do you guys think it is? What's this last game? Did you ever say WWF? <laughs> no, I didn't. WWF, No Mercy, <laughs> is the last game. That just rounds out everything. I think this is a really good list, guys. It's a really good list. I'd buy this in a heartbeat. Yeah. Everything on there. All right, so looking looking at the chat, they, they threw out some really good ones. Um, of course, we have GoldenEye, uh, Robotron, Star Fox, Smash Brothers, Mario Party. I'm surprised no, none of us said... I, I was close to saying Mario Party, but then my story of getting trashed in Mario Party by that kid... Yeah, I, I was going to say, you, you were going to say Mario Party, but then you remembered you like to have fun, so you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's not... Like a given. <laughs> um, Pokemon Stadium, that's a classic. Um, yeah. Oh, here's the question. Pokemon Stadium 1 or 2? I only one. remember one. I, I remember one. I don't remember two right. or playing. Two. I don't know. Two. Mm. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> I need all my options. All right, we got we got the yo. Is I think it's unanimous right now. I think the chat <laughs> the chat's agreeing with uh with Lola and Rod. No, they're saying one. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think Pokemon Stadium one just has like the classic uh mini games, like the Magikarp yeah. thing. The Lickitung game, uh, the yeah. Voltorb game, like all those are classics. Somebody clip this. Somebody clip this. Nintendo, Nintendo. If you just just release the party games from Pokemon Stadium, it doesn't even have to be free to play. It doesn't even have to be free to play. I'll buy it. I was about to say something reckless. I was about to say sixty dollars. No. Ten dollars, five, ten dollars, twenty dollars max. I can't support this anymore. Would buy it. Just imagine. You know, this is you know we're this is Corona. We you know we're we're we we can't play games with each other. We're we're at home. Imagine just pull, like like hitting the group chat saying, "Y'all, Pokemon Stadium mini games. Let's get it." And everyone jumping on the phone, playing the little Magikarp thing. Uh, the Pinsa the Pinsa game was dope. I remember the Pinsa game, and then also the um, Metapod game. Y'all remember that one? Yeah. Oh yeah, like the Golden Hardens or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Pokemon Party. <laughs> They're saying it in the chat right now, Pokemon Party. That's the name right there. Nintendo, we're giving you gems. You don't even have to, just just shout us out. Shout shout out shout out the people in the chat. Shout us out. That's all we want, and some money. But all the royalty, no big deal. <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little something. But that's what we're gonna call it, guys. It is. It's. It's. This is one of our longer episodes, but I've had fun. This is. You know, I think we normally. Well, I think lately it's been about two hours, but um, I want to shout out everyone that's in the chat. I want to shout out all of the subs that we got, all the subs, if the subs that dropped. Uh, shout out to um, Midnight Ghost. Shout out to uh, Subject T for gifting some stuff too. Uh, you know, shout out to our guest, Lola Kitty. Guys, follow her on Instagram. Uh, like we said, you know, she models. Follow her on Twitch. Guys, listen, how many people got six people listen we need to get her to affiliate go ahead and follow her drop that follow and whenever you see her stream listen it's cool to just lurk let's let's help her get get to that you know get to that affiliate status you know 
great content. You know, you've been playing Dreams. I would have completely overlooked Dreams if you haven't been playing. So, shout out to you. Oh, um, but we're going to roll out the red carpet. Uh, Lola, go ahead and shout out some stuff. What you got for us? Wait, I got to shout oh. out something? Well, yeah, you got you to gotta shout out something I just remembered. Uh, we always end the shows with, with a positive note, positive stuff. Lola, what's your what's your positive uh, what's your positive quote for the show or for the week? Okay, I had to write it down, you guys. All right, <laughs> if you only face forward, there are some things that you will miss seeing. Bash the sand feet. <laughs> so if nice. you've ever watched seen Trigun, the anime Trigun, he's more so one of those more happy characters, but you know he do have a lot of things like basically trying to stop him. So he tries to like overlook everything that's happened in his past just to continue moving forward. That's, yo, that's deep. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, so uh, anything you wanna shout out? Anything on social media, anything that you're working on? Oh yeah, so totally follow me on Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, mostly Twitch, as they've said before. Um, new streamer, really getting into it at Lola Kitty, and I spell it L O L A K I T I, which is really cool. So, yeah, do that. And shout out to SSJ Black Hat Karat for inviting me on. Shout All out right. to y'all for just being here with me. <laughs> or, and whenever you if, you, if you just have something on your mind that you want to, you know, say to the people, you want to be on the show again, yeah, the door the door is open. Just let us, let me know. We'll have you on. You know, the door is always open to have you on. Um, and like, like, like I said before, check out her, uh, her stream. Uh, James, what you got for us? Uh, same old stuff, man. Thanks you all for like watching and listening and subscribing and all that stuff. So this is this is awesome. So thank you guys. 64 episodes. It's awesome. All Sorry, right, Rod, what you got? Yes. Thanks again for Lola to uh, joining us this evening. Uh, it was awesome. And uh, thanks again for Chris and James uh, providing a, an excellent show. And of course, thank you to everybody listening and watching on the chat. Oh, wait. Wait, stop. Podcast. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. oh yeah, oh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> if you like what you hear, definitely give us a uh, a rating and a like on the Apple Podcast. That helps us get uh, more visibility. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you guys as usual. All right, and you know I'll, I, I say it all the time, guys. You know, th this time that we have right now, where we're just you know, sort of, a lot of people just chilling at home. A lot of people that uh, you know, we just we have more time. You know, take some time play some video games we talked about a ton of video games on this podcast uh play play what you like i know a lot of people they play games that they don't like i'm looking at you i'm looking at you apex with with your your, your subpar launch of this season it was whack um but the new character though uh, that's another that's another topic that's another topic um oh, and valorant sorry. valorant i do not have fun playing that game no no it's not for me and just guys, just play something that's fun. That's, that's pretty much what I'm getting at. <laughs> so guys, be good, have fun, stay beastly, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.